stiff arm to crack. Have <laughs> Draco match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through drop into line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 23rd edition of Blue It Splits. Um, I said at the last show that we will be doing a top 25 show. Um, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, former podcast host um, of AFC East Bros and Disappeared Off the Face of the Earth, Kyle Smith. What is up, Kyle? I disappeared off the face of the earth, disappeared <laughs> out of the football sphere, <laughs> but uh, doing pretty good, Joe. Um, and I'm sad to hear that you're not doing so great this week. No, it's it's not anything like that for people who are actually concerned. It's just a lack of sleep. And like I said, uh, I think some people who come down to the to the down to the shore um, during the summer should invest in pools. I would like you a lot more. That's all I'm going to say. Because directing traffic for four hours in boots and a vest uh, in 90 degree weather is doesn't get anybody in a good mood. So, um, but other than that, I'm fine. Um, like I said, top 25, if you want to pause the show and you forgot and you want to do your own top 25 list, if you're that bored or if you just want to, uh, do it, um, because we're going to do our top 25 list. I'm going to, we're going to do a little bit of like a wrap up of the draft with Kyle, really quick hitter type stuff about the rest of the off season since he's been on, um, the things that he has not covered really, which you're on to do. I forget exactly what it was, Kyle, but we did something. I think it was a mailbag. Um, next show. Yeah, that's true. It was Next show is going to be Desir. Um, I have about 15 more plays to put up of Desir. It's about a 60-play review. You're only going to get about 20 of those plays on Twitter. Uh, subscribe at the website Jets X Factor for the entire thing. Um, it, it's an interesting review. Uh, and then we're probably – then I'm going to be doing either – it looks like Fant or Peanut, uh, Patrick – Anuwasa or whatever. Please do fan. Please do fan first. Uh, I could. I could. Let, let's get a. Let's get a live. I did vote. I did vote on it. No, oh, you did vote fan. on it. So you think you have pull? <laughs> let's see. My is vote. Right? I'm just saying my vote All should right. count hey. more than one. As of right now, it is 38% Fant, and next highest is 32 at, pa- at, at Peanuts. So he's probably going to win. Um, yeah, Fant needs to be done. Um, that's an interesting one. There are some reviews that, like I said, I don't hold back. Um, this year, you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed, and Fant, you might be a little bit surprised in terms of other people who watch the show. So I'll definitely check that out. Um, JorB31 on Twitter. Um, follow me there for all the reviews and stuff like that. Um, Kyle, you're, are you still at AFC East Bros? Or, like, no, can, no, can no, no. It? Shoot. Uh, you know, I don't see you on Twitter I, anymore. To be completely honest, I, I'm I'm there, but I just I don't get sucked into stupid conversations and stuff with the. Uh, You're like Batman. You're like lacking, lurking in the shadows type deal. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is I only follow smart people like yourself, so I don't see a lot of the garbage out there. And I started muting a lot of people too. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when I see like dumb people that continue to comment on your or reply to your tweets. I'll just, even if I'm not following that person, I'll mute them. So then I'll never see their garbage. So you don't again. waste their time in reading that sentence. Yeah. Cause, I mean, cause mm-hmm. listen, Twitter, could be an absolute wasteland. You, I mean, there's a lot of smart people who put out a lot of great stuff on there, but if, if you don't watch your time properly and you mm-hmm. start interacting with a bunch of dummies and midwits, you will waste your time. So I'm there. I just don't get sucked in all the conversations for two main reasons. One is, you know, time, but also the second thing is I don't know that I have anything extremely unique and and worthwhile to bring to the discussion and i don't want to be one of those loudmouths that acts like i really know what i'm talking about when i really don't have a 
a super, like a super, super, super duper strong knowledge base of certain things. Like for you, like I'm not going to comment in detail on a Fant signing because I haven't watched much of Fant yet. I'm probably only going to watch the Fant film that you put out. That, that'll be it for my Fant watching other than when he puts on a Jets uniform. Right. So for me to, you know, start criticizing that, that signing or being overly optimistic about it, it doesn't make much sense unless I really dive into the film myself. Oh, so you're not like 99% of Twitter where they hear one opinion about how bad he is and then run with it. And everybody talks about how bad of a signing it is. Correct. Even though, but I was that way at one point though. So Mm -hmm. we're all guilty of it when we first, when we first started. Uh, And like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying Fant is, is Lane Johnson, but uh, I'm a little bit higher on him than some other just based on his, inexperience and how he progressed through 2018 through 2019 so it definitely was um, a positive step now it was all at left tackle I saw that that progression so I'm hoping they could it could transfer over to right side but we'll, we'll see with that um other than that we have still to do like I said Desir, Fant, Van Roten, Peanut I'm going to try to do Wilson, Goran, Flacco. I might not, depending on when preseason comes, if it comes. And then I have Gidry, Jackson, Cager, Campbell. I'm going to try to get Cager out, but um, I don't want to waste my time doing a guy like, let's let's be honest, Gidry or Campbell are probably not going to make the team and then people not see Peanut. I got an Roten. idea for you. I know that you specify more on players than, than scheme. I know that's more of your thing. But why, instead of wasting your time with some of those guys, maybe you can kind of – do more of a dissection on Gase's offense first year with the Jets. Mm. I know you did Gase's offense in Miami. That sounds like a idea. very big project. <laughs> it, it does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. It sounds like it's much harder, but I, well, the, I would, personally, I would find that more interesting than yeah. watching, you know, some guy who might not make the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, and it, I think a lot it of all fans depends would on, too. It all depends but, on timing. Um, depending, Because, like, right now it's what, July, and the first preseason game is, like, August or – and they're working like a dog. Preseason, like, I, yeah, I, I, I got to see, you know. Uh, it's not like this is my full-time job. But, yeah, just an thanks idea. for putting – no, it's okay. Put the pressure on me, Kyle. It's okay. To, you know, it's all right. Hey, so. but, hey, <laughs> hey people, people who are listening, let Joe know how you feel. Would you rather him do Quincy Wilson and some of these other, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel people, or would you rather him, you know, mm-hmm. do something with Gase's offense? Yeah, yeah. Um, not saying how long it has to be. So, you know, my thing is it, there's no in between it's, it's, it's either, it's going to be long. Like I can't just you're, go in and watch you're a very games. Bla- you're a very black and white person all or nothing. I can't, well, I can't do four games and then ignore, okay, this is what of I course. saw, but what, what about course. the other 12 games? You know, um, it wouldn't the make games, sense. The games with Falk and all those guys, I'm not watching. I'll say that right now. I'm not oh. watching, but, um, other than that, uh, Jets X Factor store, uh, blew it splits on the, on the podcast app. Like I said, after another, I think we need another 19 reviews, um, on there. And then uh, you'll get a free shirt. You'll be entered to win a free shirt and a free year subscription. Uh, we got one five star since I was last on, so I appreciate that. And I, I also need got a blue it split shirt. I don't have one. Uh, oh, you already left the podcast review. Maybe maybe we'll send you <laughs> one, Kyle. Um, so other than that, I did see the email. Somebody emailed me, uh, Michael. I'm not gonna say your last name, but Michael, uh, I appreciate the uh, the email and what you said. Uh, I'll respond back with with time. I guess I've been super busy. Um, but I, I appreciate all the kind of words. Other than that, that's about it. We're going to basically do a quick recap of the off season. We'll go right to the draft, Kyle. Uh, other than that, there's really not much to talk about. We'll touch on a topic or two or anything on the, on the top of your mind we could talk about. Um, overall, with the draft, we'll go through pick by pick. Like I said, we'll do like lightning rounds. Like I, we are, I've already spent a ton of time on all these guys. Um, what were your th- 
your thoughts on Joe, uh, Douglas's first draft as a GM of the Jets? Well, I think it was the best draft in many, many years. Um, obviously, it's, you know, very tough to judge. And, and it's always easier to compare things in hindsight because you know how those players uh, turned out from previous draft classes. But just at the time that I felt at the draft or right after the draft, I feel much more better about this one than, shoot, I can't even remember the last draft class that I felt as good about. The end of um, no 2012? 2012 was Quentin Copel's in the first No, round. no, I'm saying the Isaac 12. Wasn't that 15? Oh, yeah, 14 or something like that. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was terrible. Yeah. Um, although I didn't think it would be that bad that it ended up being. Yeah, but the best in a while, though. So I, I was pretty happy with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were all hoping for an – or most of us were hoping for an offensive lineman, and we did end up getting one probably mm-hmm. – not our first choice, but I think you were totally right about Andrew Thomas and how he would have probably been the worst for the Jets there. Yeah. And I totally agree with you about his footwork and how he slides and stuff. And yeah, I get it that pro football focus had him with the numbers and stuff, but you know, I, I think that I, yeah. And, and I know he's a good run blocker and stuff too, and he'll probably be a pretty good pro, but yeah. uh, Beckton's upside is a lot better. And I do think that Beckton is better in pass pro despite whatever n- numbers might say or how inexperienced Beckton might be in that regard i i definitely wanted him over uh thomas in that spot so i was ecstatic when the when the giants took thomas at four mm-hmm. um and i was really happy when i knew i really and i thought we were going to get wills man Dan oh, Browns. Man. i, I, I thought was, we were going to get him i was so excited i was so excited i've been multiple years in a row where we got the guy we really wanted uh, i love wills but like i said with Beckton getting the film i did i was much more encouraged with his pass sets than i thought i would be um and his upside like i said if he reaches his ceiling he's going to be at all pro like that's how just how physically dominant he is and like you said with thomas listen you know your pat all these freaking numbers oh your pass win rate might be high but listen if i'm seeing you laboring to get back in your pass set your vertical set versus lsu or whoever you're playing i don't know how you're gonna fare in the nfl like he was struggling to get back he might have got there but he was struggling and I don't know how, how that improves at the NFL level. Like it's, it's, it footwork um, obviously can be improved, but you need that natural foot speed. That's not something you can really teach. Like you would teach little things to maybe load up on your, on your, you know, uh, your load foot a little bit more and, and create more burst and stuff like that. But he, he's not the athlete that any one of these other guys were. So I didn't really like him in our scheme. Yeah. I mean, everyone likes to say that Becton is the rawest, the rawest, the rawest just look at the way that they drop back in their sets and you tell me who looks cleaner and smoother. Oh, even for though, sure, even yeah. though he's been doing it a lot less, so you tell me he already looks better in past sets. Mm-hmm. And because he did it much less, you know that he has more room for improvement already than someone like Thomas. And then yeah. one thing that Thomas is really, you know, you know, praised for is his, his ability in the run game. Well, Beckton's already you know, very good in the run game as well. So um, for a guy who moves he moves better than thomas and he weighs 30 more pounds than, than thomas so um yeah. but let's go through pick by pick anything about, uh, else about anything else about beckton that you that you no, no we could we could say beckton, we could say beckton talk for when we go into the top 25 if he oh, is in the top 25. oh he's gonna be in your top 25 Watch I, didn't, I mean i didn't say i said if because i don't know if he's in years anyway next, next pick I, I i'll say this i'll criticize douglas a little bit for trading back from 48 and I'll say it because you had because if nobody there. was there, yeah, you, you 
take Mims there. I would have taken him there. Like, and people are, see, everyone wants to praise him because the genius traded back and still mm-hmm. got, he shouldn't, that shouldn't have happened. Dude, that guy, what's the kid's name from Clemson? T. Higgins? Yo, I hated that guy. I, I don't like him garbage. either. And even Pittman, I, 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 don't, so I don't like Pittman nearly as much as Mims either. I didn't watch as much of Pittman, but I, I heard nice things about Pittman. But um, I didn't, anyway, um, damn. So, Mims shouldn't have been there, but he no. was there at 48. And he certainly should have been there at 59 or whatever when we took him. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are praising Douglas for, you know, working the board and stuff. Truthfully, someone should have taken him there. So for me, I would actually criticize Douglas a little bit for trading back. And Hey, that's I a nuanced I- take. Not a lot of people are going to say that because they can Monday morning quarterback it. But with Mims there versus the other guys, like, listen, if, if they traded back and they got Van Jefferson instead of Mims because they want to trade back 11 spots and pick up an extra fourth, wherever the hell it was, I, I you know, frail off the top of my head. Um... I would have been pissed too. And I think you saw the show obviously doing Mims and I was showing my text like, Oh my God, Mims is there. I thought he was going to be the first pick day one or day two. I mean, um, yeah. and then for him to fall that, you know, obviously the best, of, I, that's one of the best value picks of the draft. But, um, you know, what what's you're, interesting what you're, about Mims, um, mm-hmm. is like a lot of people are, um, you know, saying that draft Twitter is immensely higher on him than teams were. And I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, and it, it kind of reminds me of Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes a little bit because a lot of draft t- Twitter was super high on Mahomes, myself included. Um, we should have taken him at six. I'll still say that. I know Jamal Adams is great and everything. But nah, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember calling you one night when you were, you know, you, you seem to forget this. And I was saying that Mahomes was going to be a star. And you're like, yo. Yeah, okay, was I inebriated? Uh, yes, you were. Okay, you could say that. I drank. I don't care. I was drunk. You called me, whatever. <laughs> anyway um <laughs> when you were you know <laughs> but, but yeah i think i think that's one of those things where uh draft twitter is much higher on a prospect than teams were and mahomes sliding to to 10 i guess shows that you know a quarter a, a quarterback sliding to 10 who had like you know this immense talent i think it's going to be like a similar case where mims ends up being as as good as twitter saying and a lot of teams were wrong and a lot of teams are going to end up regretting passing yeah. on him yeah, it's um. I don't know necessarily what like draft like. I know what you're saying like draft Twitter. I don't know how, what the like. I I get the teams have professional training, whatever. Like I don't know what the difference is. If whatever, regardless. What are your, what are your um like quickly about Mims like your the film like what do you think like in terms of the player like what do you what are your thoughts on the actual player? I mean, he's an extremely talented player. He, I think he shows a lot of nuance in his route running. I I love how he um, separates at the top of routes and the subtlety in which he uses to create separation. Like he never does these blatant push-offs, but he does just enough to extend his long arms really late and then flash late hands to catch the ball. Mm -hmm. And it's like that, that type of skill set, you will always be able to catch balls in the NFL because you know, you're going to be in tighter windows. You know, that you know, that uh, coverage is going to be better. But if you can still find little ways to, to create a little bit of separation like that and, ca- and catch contested balls, you're going to be good. I think, yeah. he has, I think he does have pretty good hands overall. I think a lot of the drops probably would because he had the broken hand. He doesn't play as fast as he, as he ran a 40, but he still does have good speed. And then when yeah. you factor in something like his blocking, I mean – Blocking matters. Water shooter blocking matters. It, it, most, de- it most definitely does. He's never going to be a great yak guy or whatever, but, dude, this guy, I think he's going to be a, a big problem. And, you know, 
I'm not saying he'll be anything like Michael Thomas or whatever, but you know, in some ways he does kind of remind you of him and he, he doesn't need to be one of those receivers that runs a whole route tree, but it, it, running the same certain routes, slants, comebacks. Calvin Johnson ran like four routes. And he dominated, right? Um, he doesn't need to be Julio Jones and run every route in the route tree. He doesn't need to be that to, in order to be really good. He, this good guy could be a real legit number one receiver. Hopefully yeah. we can right. My, yeah, my comparison was A.J. Green. That, that's, that's what I see. Um, a guy who has enough speed, who's lanky, will go over the middle, can make you know, contested catches, acrobatic catches. Uh, I think the yak thing, I, I think he's a decent yak guy. Um, like I said at Baylor, the, the fact that he's running a, a billion fades doesn't really uh, – um, the words, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to go to words right now. I'm too hard to sleep. But it doesn't – it's not uh, conducive to high yak yak. Um, yardage in terms of yeah. running fades so like, I, I think he's decent at it and like I said in that video um, the way he could snap out of breaks at 6'3", 6'2", 207 whatever he is with poor technique was really really encouraging because if he gets his technique down watch out and that shows great. his athletic ability that's why oh, he ran freak, he yeah. ran a 90th percentile three cone yes yeah, you six, see six, it six. you see it poor technique he still snaps out of break it's because he's a superb athlete yeah um next pick ash and davis uh thoughts overall and on, on the player as well i could see by your face right there you're not as yeah i'm with you like you know some people were hyping him up and stuff after we took him and then I watched you and Marcus's breakdown. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah, we try to be positive, man. This and he bad. and a lot of people are like, oh, he could start year one and he could do all these things. He he's largely a pick because of athleticism. I didn't see the oh, the the middle of the field roamer who's gonna make picks. Like it was a lot of athleticism, and that was it. Like I, I was not encouraged by his instincts or his smarts at all. Like his tackling, the way he opens his hips up early in coverage, the way yeah. he gets locked into the quarterback's eyes. Like me and Marcus hammered him. Like, and, and there's no way you could be a quote unquote good rangey safety without good instincts. There's just no way. Marcus May is not a great athlete, but he's got good instincts. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And you need those instincts before you need that 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 range. You know. Um. And there's just so many times where he would lock onto the quarterback's eyes, and he would start to run. You know, as the quarterback's releasing the ball. And in the NFL, that's not good enough. You're gonna get looked off. There's just no way. And he's so, a terrible tackler too. Awful. <laughs> so he can't play deep. You can't have him deep because like know, he's soft and he takes terrible angles when in the run game. Yeah. Yeah. So concerning, um, not, not very high on that pick and people are like, Oh my God, he should have been a first round pick. And a lot of guys who are respected in draft Twitter were really high on him. I'm not going to just go with a consensus. I was not high on the pick. Um, I mean, listen, he had, a, he had, he had some really f- flash. He had a couple of really flashy plays. And I think people, especially when it comes to safeties, because sometimes a free safety could be totally inactive all game. And then they can just flash with one play. And it's like, damn, that, that, that's a game changing play right there. Yeah. But oftentimes, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you're about to get into something deep. All right, that, next that, pick. That's, that's a that's a you're hoping for the big upside pick, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, raw raw um, needs development. Not ready to start year one or take any any type of big role. Um, round three, seventy nine overall. Jabari Zuniga. What are your what are your thoughts on that one? I actually kind of like his game. Um, you know, you I, I didn't know nothing about him when we picked him, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then they started showing his highlights and whatever, what is highlights? I know, but the dude has a, he's got a really quick burst off the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's got powerful. a pretty nice athletic profile, but, but the dude is raw and he's got injury concerns. Um, so, you know, third round pick late third round pick or no, that wasn't late third round. I'm still pretty early third round. I don't mind the pick at all. 
because yeah. we definitely need help rushing the passer. So, you know, I'm not a I did I don't like the pick as much as I liked Polite last year, but what did Polite end up being? So Yeah, they're both from Florida, so it's the same player anyway. Who cares? Um next pick, another guy from Florida, uh, P. Ryan. This is one that like, kind of people were, were lower on. Um and I think I was different than other people. I, I'm fine with the pick. I, I think an all-around running back is fine. I don't think you necessarily have to have top end speed. There's plenty of running backs who are really effective in the NFL who um who are not, you know, they, who can't take the top off the defense like even if I, and I said this on another part I don't know if it's this podcast another podcast whatever podcast I did um even if he gives you a Bilal Powell type career I'm taking that for a fourth round pick you that's know that's great that's exactly. great so you know, just I, I haven't watched your breakdown of of uh P. Ryan yet I've only watched you know limited uh clips and stuff of him here or there but fourth round is really like a sweet spot for taking running backs. Like you said, Blau Powell, or just think of somebody like James White, with the Patriots, right? James White's had a nice little career of himself. He's kind of like a do it all back. He's the reason they won that Falcons game, right? He had like 37 catches. <laughs> yeah. He's a fourth round pick, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and P Ryan is kind of similar and he can kind of do it all. Yeah. You know, he can give you some pass pro. He can catch the ball, you know? Yeah. So, Fourth people round, see the guys him. like Anthony McFarlane, like, oh, he could run fast. We should have got him. Yeah, but if he doesn't fit your scheme and you want an all-around guy who could, you know, um, who doesn't tip off the defense type deal, like, I'm fine with that pick. Exactly. Uh, I totally want uh, a, a guy who's an all-around player. Yeah. Next pick, James Morgan, Florida International. I haven't watched your thing of him yet either, but all right. <laughs> whatever, I did, whatever I did watch, it was pretty bad. Yeah, bad And feet. everything I heard was pretty bad. And he's old. Um. So I didn't like that pick. Bad feet. His arm is pretty ridiculous, though. That's that's what I'll say before you watch it. His his arm is is pretty special. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just generally not a fan of really strong armed quarterbacks who can't do a lot of other stuff well. Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> fourth don't, round. Don't tell that to the Bills. The next the next pick, Cameron Clark, end of the fourth round. What are your thoughts on on that one? Did you watch that one yet? Yeah, I did. I watched okay. it this morning actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I like him. I, I like this pick a lot. I will say my brother, who's a probably almost number one Jets hater out there, he yeah, hates the Jets. He has, a, he has an extreme passion for hating the Jets. He was really jealous, quote-unquote, when, when we took Cameron Clark. Okay. Um, I, I like the player. Nastiness. I, I, I like nasty old linemen. You should, uh, not be, you should not be an offensive lineman if, you're, if you don't have a nasty streak. And you think of uh, Jonathan Thomas or whatever his name was, the, the guy who played for the Dolphins in Bullygate whatever his name is, the kid from Stanford. Oh, Do you remember? Uh, oh, damn it. He was so soft. I mean, you're Come never going to be and, – and compare that to the guy who was, quote-unquote, bullying him, Richie Incognito, total opposite. Big what the hell is that guy? That's going to bother the shit. <laughs> uh, Something with a J. Uh, hold on. I'll yeah, Google that. that while we talk about the next one. Um, I'm sure you could talk and type at the same time. But yeah, uh, yeah. so he is not going to be a tackle. No way he's going to be a tackle. He's not a tackle. When I was, when I was people watching people saying that, like, respect people. Like, oh, well, you, maybe he could play the right tackle for the – he's not playing tackle. He's not. There's no way he's playing tackle. Yeah. You know, when I was watching him um, and take his pass sets, it's like <laughs> this kind of reminds me of uh, – damn, what's the kid from uh, uh, Thomas? Andrew Thomas. From, uh, Andrew Thomas. Yeah. And the way that they, they kind of hopped up and stuff. Yeah, he's just not that athletic or whatever. But, you know, if you compare, you know, he's got, 
if you put him at into your offensive line, like you said, him and Becton, I think it could I be really pretty want nasty them next there. to each other. I re- and he's nasty I don't I don't think Becton. I don't think you'll see much of it this year though. I don't think so. Yeah, especially with the way that the offseason is going as well. You know, maybe maybe midpoint if you're lucky, end of the season, maybe you know he starts a game or two. But I, I think it's going to take a year or two because people just act like like I said, we say Madden. Oh, just move him inside. It's a completely different position. Yeah, um, interior offensive line transition to the NFL is one of the hardest. Because yeah. there are so many good defensive linemen in the NFL is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys in college aren't even getting in three-point stances and stuff nowadays. So the transition's pretty big. Jonathan Martin is the yes. guy's name. Yes, okay. Jonathan I was going to say Jonathan Taylor, but he's in like a running back from somewhere. Um, okay, next, next pick, Bryce Hall. What are, what are your thoughts on that one, fifth-round pick? Uh, t- fifth, fifth round, I really like it there. I don't know if I'm as high on him as you. But um, when we'll, I get, I'm sure we'll get into that. But um, fifth round pick, I like it a lot. And yeah. I, really, I really do like corners that have a knack for the football because turnovers have always been a means to change games in the NFL. So you get a guy who can, you know, whether it's tipping balls or, or picking them off themselves or stripping it from someone who has it, game changer. Yeah, I'm really high on Hall. I, I, I like his technique um, a lot. And for the things that I did criticize, I think they're pretty easily fixable. Um, so um, I'm excited to, to watch him. I really uh, do want to know why he slid so much, though. And for him, for all those teams to pass up on him as many times as they did, it, it does make you concerned about his medical. It, yeah, it had to be the medical. And especially with such a severe um, injury and they couldn't evaluate him. They just didn't feel like taking the risk this year. You know, and, and people said that before the draft that a lot of guys who have injury issues or concerns are going to drop a lot. Um, I'm still shocked he fell to the fifth round based on his film. I, I, yeah, I, I really am. Hopefully it's just something that it was just unique to this year with the COVID stuff and not being able to re-examine players and that it's not really as bad as it, it, it could be because – you know, when injuries catch up to, you know, player corner is one of the positions. I, I say it all the time. Every time I, it seems that I do a show with you that that position declines faster than any other one. So if, if someone sustains an injury, you know, they might not ever get back to the athletic that level they need. And you need to be super athletic to play that position. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the next one, Braden, man, what are your, what are your thoughts on the punter and the six? I, I really like that. Me too. Six round pick. Mm-hmm. How many six-round picks are really going to be a hit? The last one I could think of is, is Quincy Anunwa, right? And it took him a little while to develop. But if you can get a punter who's going to be a perennial Pro Bowl guy potentially every single year, I mean, like, you're not even going to pay that guy a lot of money. That's huge. And it's something that translates, too. You know, like, you kick a ball in the co- yeah. college, you go to kick a ball in, in NFL. And, uh, and honestly, a benefit to him is, like, he's had, he's had tackles. So he actually, and he was a linebacker. So he's an extra guy who can actually make a tackle or two, which is, a, I don't know, I don't know yeah. if, if – Lachlan was Edwards wasn't exactly good at that. Yeah. So um, last thing, unless you want to wrap up anything else about the offseason, like I said, I do want to get into the top 25. Uh, and I, I'm not even really comment on this a lot. Um, Jamal Adams, what are your quick thoughts about that whole issue? Do you sign him? Do you trade him? What are your thoughts on him, the Jets? You know, I've, ne- I've never been as high on, on him as other people. And I'm not, I'm not really talking about as a player. I always liked him as a player. But his whole personality, I, I, it always seemed a little fake to me, right? Like he always seemed completely self-absorbed and narcissistic. Um, <laughs> Like everything is like every, like every couple tweets or posts on Instagram is they keep doubting me. Yeah, I'm built different. Like it's been yeah, years, it's been years this of this past. crap. It's yeah. it's there's like an extreme level of insecurity there, even though he is really good. And 
this whole idea, like in some ways he is a real good leader and stuff, but with this, I don't know how you could say that anymore that he, he's a, a, a quote unquote, really good leader. And the whole president thing bothered me too, but I guess that, that might deal with a little bit like, like one of my things with teaching is kind of always digging up dirts on, on many presidents and stuff that are, we were just talking about like, you know, how history books are written and stuff and how they're yeah. written in a favorable way. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a, like a lot of stuff, some presidents did, that's not really talked about in like a mainstream textbook. That's like kind of my thing. And like the whole fact that like he wants to be called president or whatever, like, and then he changed his Twitter handle to prez. Like, I don't know. That always just kind of bothered me the wrong way too. Like to was like the president, like a great thing or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So you're saying you hate my, Jamal Adams pretty much. Is what you're saying. I'm, I'm saying I really don't like his personality that much. Yeah. And especially what you like liking the tweets that he does and the cryptic stuff. And like, uh, uh, the last thing was like, Oh, I'm, I'm at the top and I'm staying there. Like he's very ca- careful with his words. Cause he puts himself in a Jets Jersey. He didn't say I'm staying here. He said, I'm staying there. Like he, he's really careful about what he says and, um, and I cr- like how cryptic it is and all this shit. Like, uh, you think, know. and think about how, think about how, but her, he gets over criticism, right? Let's bring up an example I, I brought up before when I did a show with you. You tweeted out something positive of him his rookie year, right? Oh, yes, yes. Positive yes. video, right? Yeah. He retweeted it. You yep. probably got thousands of likes or whatever because he's got a huge following. Yeah, I then remember you, this, yeah. Then a couple of tweets later, you tweeted out something negative of him, which you do at every player. He was watching right? it, yep. <laughs> and then he, he unretweeted the like first hour, Like an hour or two later. <laughs> right? So it's like, I don't know. I mean, so just... That kind of bothers me the wrong way. And this whole leadership culture changer thing, I, I get it. The Jets is a tough situation to turn around or whatever. But listen, but, you're coming in and you're saying you're going to be the leader. You're going to turn around. You're never going to hurt the Jets and all this stuff. And you got to understand the stuff with COVID and blah, 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 blah. And then you're acting like you do. It, like I said, it's a hard situation because if he was just some other guy, I would say get, get rid of this freaking guy. Even if he was just solid, but to, to be a guy who I think if he continues on his career arc, he could be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's hard for at sure. 24 years old to just say, two okay. Two all pros already? Two all pro, yeah. Two, and, and Revis only has like four all pros in his entire career. Yeah, and he's 24. He's the best safety in the NFL, so it's hard to say, okay, I want him off my team. And, and safety is my favorite position in terms of, like, a really good player. Like, I just love watching safeties. Um, you know, Dawkins is my favorite player ever. And now you have this guy who's energetic, hits hard, is good all-around player, and now he's acting like this. So I, I'm, uh, I want to say one thing. Um, so you brought up the fact that and, – and you follow the news of the Jets a little bit more closely than me. Let's say the hypothetically the Jets did promise him something in January or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I don't I don't know that to be true or not, but let's say they did, um, and then the COVID thing happened. Well, that certainly does change everything. And then Jamal might say, "Well, you know, I don't care if it's COVID or whatever." Christian McCaffrey got a contract. So what? How many players didn't get contracts? And are the Panthers a well-run organization? Exactly. Because the last time I checked, they're not. And this is the same organization that when the new owner bought it, you know, they promised to keep the statue up of um, the former owner and then they took it down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't care if the Panthers did it or whatever. Did Patrick Mahomes get a new deal yet? Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing with McCaffrey, like, I don't know why the Panthers wouldn't just let him play out his rookie contract, you know, franchise him for a year and, and that's probably a dumb get rid of him. contract too. It's a dumb contract. It's a dumb contract. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, is, Hey, listen, good GMs don't get bullied by good players. They just don't. 
and Do- and D- Douglas isn't blinking right now. So it's it's a positive in terms of how he's handling it. Um, my concern is that that he met with Christopher Johnson when he was saying, "Oh, I'm not talking to the GM and the coach." And Christopher Johnson said, "Oh, he was the one who said, oh, January, whatever, we're gonna give you an offer." And that's not what happened. But he has to understand he's he's smarter to, to than he's than he's acting. Like uh, in terms of COVID and all this stuff, like we don't know what the, what the salary cap's gonna be. And now you have Darnold. Is now is is Donald going to see this and say now he I don't think Donald's that type of person but he could like you got to pay your quarterback so. yeah I don't think Donald's that type of person I think this is no. a, a parting of the ways between them I think Donald's the 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 good boy that will show some kind of loyalty and things like that I don't yeah well we'll we'll see what happens um oh my God you know what I just realized that we said Donald I didn't put Donald in my I even I I completely forgot about him <laughs> that would be something I would do more than you oh, hold on. I got to uh, That's funny. say That's something, really Kyle, because I got to figure out where the hell I'm putting this kid right okay. now. Sure. So, um, what are I, I guess your thoughts? Well, okay, I'll ask this, and I don't want to ask it. Minimum trade return for, for Adams while I, while I do this. I wouldn't do it for anything less than two first-rounders. Like I, I, like I said before, when, when I came on with you a couple months ago pre-draft, I said I would trade him, but the price would have to be right. But now I'd be even less likely to want to trade him because, okay – if you could trade him pre-draft, come away with two first-round picks this year, a first-round pick next year, and then something else, like maybe like a, a third-rounder or two, two firsts and a third. And, and, but now the draft's over. So now if mm-hmm. you trade Adams, you don't have any pieces that are going to help you this year. I mean, maybe you can get a player from another team, but it's in all likelihood not going to be an elite player, mm-hmm. right? So um, I wouldn't do it for any – you don't trade elite players unless you're getting – Listen, we got a first rounder from Revis, but that was after he tore his ACL and there was uncertainty of what, you know, how yeah. he was going to respond. You know, Jamal Adams has been by and large super healthy his entire career and he's totally, you know, still on the upswing. The, the thing about the trade too is like I'm almost more in the camp of first round pick and a player, you know, because the player is guaranteed. Whereas two first round picks, you could end up with like let's say you could, let's say you could flop on both of them, yeah. Exactly. What if it's Leonard Williams and let's say you know who, who are Darren Lee? Like you could have one bust and one guy who's solid, but that's that doesn't make up for Jamal Adams. Like people, I know that a lot of coaches and GMs whatever like draft picks. I don't like draft picks as much because they're complete wild cards. So like you give up a guy who's the best safety in the NFL for two swings, you know, um, to the fences type deal. So I, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I but in terms of like the draft compensation, like I'd rather have a first or a second and Lyle Collins or a first and Michael Gallup. But why on earth would the da- would Dallas trade Lyle Collins? Why on earth? I, I, because Jerry Jones is an idiot. I, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, so um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And there's some people out there. Listen, they just oh, lost Jamal Travis. Fre- they lost Travis Frederick. They they're, they're strong piece of their whole team. The I've heard people say recently, line. Oh, I'll do Jamal Adams for Yannick Ngakwe straight up. I'm like, that's what? retarded. That what? Is, and I like Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, listen, but you're, you have to give him a super huge contract. His contract's probably yes. going to be bigger than Jamal's that. And listen, Jamal Adams is a elite player. Yannick, Yannick Ngakwe is, not, is a solid game. He's a solid player. That's it. Yeah. He had, he's not good in the run game. He and, had five and a half sacks last year. I know stats don't mean anything, but he had five and a half sacks last year at the same time. You know, Jordan probably Jenkins had, had more three sacks of those against the Jets. Uh, he probably did, but Jordan Jenkins had more sacks than him. You know, like, like, yeah. like, come on, like, uh, you know, but Yannick like is far Yannick, superior but, to a pass rusher. Yeah, yeah, but that's that just goes to show you in, that those stats in no are way, kind shape of or, in no way, shape, or form does he make more of an impact, even though he's in a more impactful position than Jamal Adams no in the game. Not even close. No way. That's so, just people. That's just people getting butthurt because oh, that my players criticizing my team. Mm-hmm. So I want him out. He's a bad apple. 
<laughs> All right. I, I haven't seen that voice before. I heard that voice before. I like it. Um, okay. So let's get into the top 25. I just had to do a quick edit. You're damn right. Mine. You yeah. I, and I changed around so much. I'm not even comfortable with her. I put them at all. Um, but give me some guys who missed your list. I had like six or seven guys who were right on the, the edge who I put them in at one time and took them out. I don't have that list right on top. So you, why don't you start that off? Let me pull up the Jets. Okay. Total so roster, and, I only have and, my top 25 up. And in order, I just, I don't want to spend too long. I just want to do the top 25 guys. Hall was my 25. I, I took him out. And, I, actually, and, I have Hall at 25. Okay. So the thing, the thing that this is for people who are like watching, we had to text about what exactly is it? Is it right now what they were last year or what they're, what we think they're going to be this year? And it, we went with more of the, what they're going to be this year and after the season type deal. Yes, yes. Um, so that's why I had Hall there. I had, I had Hall at 25, now 26. Um, and just to run through the other ones, I, I think I did them in order. Um, Alex Lewis was my 27. Uh, Ryan Griffin. I had P. Ryan and Gore were both right there. I think P. Ryan's going to come in for his first year and be really solid because he was solid in college. I considered um, putting P. Ryan uh, in, but I didn't. Yeah, and then after that, it was Win- is Winters, Adoga, and Henry Anderson. Um, so those are the guys who were right on the edge. But I think P. Wow, Ryan's Henry really Anderson solid. missed yours? Yeah, he was really bad last year from when I he, watched. He wasn't right. very good, but I, but when you look at the bottom of the roster, man, it's tough to put some of these guys in here. Yeah, I think some guys are um, – you'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll see what I – but uh, Paul, if healthy, I think he's going to make a big impact. Alex Lewis, I think he's overrated by Jets fans. Um, oh, yes. I don't, I, yes, I, 100%. Yeah, he's – I never was impressed once with any single bl- – he never had an impressive block. And when the Jets I'm had a big play – And when the Jets had a big play, it was holding on Alex Lewis, like, all the time. So, I – Yeah, that – you're talking about the Le'Veon Bell run against the Bengals? A, bu- a ton of them. Uh, there's a ton he of them. But the, he, totally, totally did not change the dyma- dy- dynamic of the play, but it was a stupid penalty. Yeah, exactly. So, he's a guy – I think he's a little bit more rah-rah. People like him. But he's not a good player, and and I think next year they're like getting at least all. one new guard. Like I'm hoping in an ideal situation, it's it's Becton, it's Becton and Clark shows enough, and then you have um then you have either Fanta or Doga step up at right tackle, and then you have McGovern, and then you need a new guard because I don't think Van Roten or Alex Lewis or Brian Winters are the long term answer. I considered Van Roten here, but I haven't really watched him so. Okay, so who are some of the guys I, who just missed your list? I, I, consi- I considered Van Roten. I considered P Ryan. Uh, let's see. There was another one that you named that I said I considered. Who was it? Griffin, Gore. I Winters. considered Frankie Louvu. I didn't put him in there, but I considered it. He disappeared last year. He didn't, yeah, he, he did. didn't do anything. I did like him the year before, though. That's so did I. I'm it. surprised he wasn't. I considered more. Neville Hewitt. He I consider I feel is, oh, he's overrated. I think he makes tackles and hard hits. I agree. People. I agree. He's really but, bad know. in coverage. Really bad in coverage. He is. He is. I, I'm not doubting that at all. I also consider Burgess, too. I don't have him in here. Mm-hmm. And I considered Griffin, too. But I think I think Griffin and Ooh, I, I don't know. I want to take credit I think for Griff, Griffin. I think he just kind of like got a lot of stuff that was opportune. Like a lot of his mm-hmm. big catches and stuff just came with blown coverages. Yeah, or, uh, that was a ahead. guy who was signed. He, oh, he, he He might be cut. I was I was higher on Griffin than a lot of people were. I said, watch out, he might be a decent number two. And I think he's a decent number two. Um, yeah, I think that's sure. What he is. He's he's a decently smart player and stuff. He's a guy you like having on your roster. Could help teach a young guy and stuff. But in terms of athletic ability. I mean, he's got decent hands and stuff. He, he doesn't have really much athletic ability. He's just a, a decently smart player who just fits a role in the team. You know, he doesn't do anything ends, to impress I also you. think I, I like Herndon, but I also think he's a little bit overrated by Jets fans. Yes, I, I think there's a, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of situations um, when he got all the yards he did in his rookie year where he was just wide open. Like, he didn't really do much to get open. 
But, yeah, um, I, I, I have him on my list too. And I just like last year, I think I, I definitely had him higher than you did. And I think I have him higher than he probably should be this year, but I'm not changing anything at this point. Yeah, neither am I. I'm sticking with it. You might just change something right as I said to Herndon. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do, I'm actually going to type two lists. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do yours and mine. Um, Kyle. So you can okay. tweet it out and you can get harassed. Uh, hopefully. So we're going to go with your 25, which you said was Hall already. So Yeah, Bryce Hall, 25. All right. Yeah. Um, Mon- By the way, I put Bryce Hall, 25. I did not put Mollett or uh, Bless Austin there. Okay. I think he'll be better than both of them. Yeah. So um, hold on a second. That's funny that you said that. But so, like I said, Hall was in mind, but his is – if you can guarantee me he's going to be healthy for a decent part of the year, he'd be there. But you can't guarantee that right now, so that's why, that's why he just was on the, crisp or on, like, on the cusp of the list but did not make it. So, um, my 25 was Van Roten. I um, think he's a pretty solid pass blocker. Run game, he leaves a little bit to be desired, but I, I think he's the best of the three guards the Jets have right now, which is surprising for the contract he got, but I'm not saying he's good. I just think he's better than Alex Lewis, and I think he's better than Winters um, from a reliability standpoint. Not a lot of penalties. Decent pass protector, uh, protector is okay in the run game. Um, I know he's 31 or 32, but I think he's going to be you know, below average, but still better than those two guys, so he's my 25. But there is something to be said for in the NFL not being terrible on the offensive line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we know. there are there are very few offensive linemen that you could say, yeah, this guy is just good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of guys who are just middling, and yeah. to be middling or even slightly below average, there's something to be said for that because there's a ton of guys that are just terrible. I'm sure we'd have taken a lot of slightly below average guys last year, and I think he's more than slightly below average. Like, I think he's not a good starter, but he's also not a backup level player like he can start on a bad te- on a bad team with a, not the best guard situation he's not alex lewis <laughs> no he's better than alex lewis um who was your 24 uh 24 i got henry anderson which i had him last year let me see what i had him last year just for comparison's sake i had henry anderson at seven last year when we did this wow fall from grace for henry right? anderson he just yeah. didn't do anything he he, he, wasn't he, he really effective. didn't he really and I didn't. thought he was going to be good like long legger you know um stunter in this in this type of defense and Honestly, yeah. so, so my problem with this year and speaking about this year, and I have a decent knowledge of it, but week six, seven, after that, I, I stopped podcasting. I stopped doing film breakdowns. So I don't have as much knowledge as I did the last couple of years, but I still know the players enough. But Henry Anderson didn't make my list. Yeah, I, I watched the coach's film of every game, and he never jumped off the screen on me. He always – whenever you watch him, he never looks impressive. Like, he's just kind of a guy that just keeps fighting, fighting, fighting. Mm-hmm. But he just looks thoroughly unathletic. And even though he was thoroughly, again, unathletic this year, he just didn't make the noise. He didn't have the production. He didn't win. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got other guys here who you might be like, wow, you had that guy there, there. And I'm like, yeah, this guy was a lot better at yeah. getting to the quarterback than this guy. Yeah, so you'll yeah. see. Anyway. So my 24 is actually Bless Austin. Um, I, I think that, again, he's overrated by Jets fans, but I think – Big time. I think for him – Joe, he had an 80 did, PFF grade for this week, though. Yeah, playing Duck Hodges or whatever he got benched. So I, I, I think for what he showed in his rookie year as a late-round pick, I was impressed. I, I, thought I, w- I thought he would be an afterthought, but for him to start – 
um, and play as well as he did for the draft pick he he was. You know, I was impressed, but he wasn't like a number. People, I, there's people this offseason like, oh, we don't have to worry about number two spot. Bless Austin's already going to start. I, I'm not that high on him at all. I think he's a role player, but I, I'm going to have him at 24. Um, I think he'll progress. I think he'll be a decent number three, number four on, on the team, better than Daryl Roberts, things like that. So he, he did make my list at 24. Yeah, not a bad seventh round pick. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, for a seventh round pick, impressed. Starting yeah. corner, no, not yet. <laughs> not even close. Uh, 23, who is it? George Fant, and that's with me watching very minimal film, but I took highly into consideration what you said about his ascendance in his 2019 film. Okay. My 23 is Terrell Basham. Um, I like Basham a lot. I think he made a lot more plays than people realize. Um, again, I'm not going to get too deep into his film because I didn't do a film breakdown of him, but I think he's a decent backup role player type. I don't think he's ever going to be a true like starter, but he's, uh, he's, in, he's a couple of years deep into his career, got cut from the Colts. I, th- I think he found a role in the Jets, but I don't think he's a starter level player, but I think he was definitely solid in the role he was asked to, to, to play last year for the Jets defense. I'm telling you, this kid got better, like, it's seemingly every week. Mm-hmm. He, he really, I mean, in terms of, in terms of pure edge rushing, um, you could argue that he was more effective than Jordan Jenkins, especially late in the season. To be completely transparent, I need to go back and completely watch I'm his serious. film. You, you watch his film, you're going to be like, okay, I should have had him higher. I'm telling you. When you do it, if I don't know if you're going to plan on doing a film breakdown of him or whatever, but I think, right I, I think I told Scott the other day, the guy, if I could do one film breakdown right now, it'd be really surprising. If, if you had one, let's say, let's give you two guesses on guy who I would probably want to do a film breakdown on. I'm saying he'd probably be one of them, right? Based on, based on you bringing that up. No. So my number one is Fado Kasi. I really want to do a film oh, breakdown yeah, he's on Fado Kasi. He's fun. But, but um, who is your 20? Now we're on 22. I got the seer there at 22. Okay. I don't right. know if that's too high for you or whatever, but I have him there. No, that's pretty. That's, that's I that's really look range. forward to watching. I know you have a lot of plays on him. And by the way, I heard you saying, oh, I have like 60 some plays on the seer. Maybe I'll just do 40. No, no, no. My opinion is you're always kind of a volume guy. You recorded the plays already. You've already broken them down. Put them all there. If people don't want to watch all of them, they don't have to watch all of them. <laughs> Again, transparency. There'll be some plays I'll be doing and I'll be like watching like, this is so hard to explain over text. I kind of don't want to. And I'll just drag it into the, and delete it. <laughs> okay, well that's fine. You don't have to. But, do it. You don't have to do it over. over no, tweet, it's but you, could a, do it, you could do it on your show though. I am on. I am on. I think play. I think I'm on play forty five right now. I'm gonna have at least fifty nine sixty at, at least. I had seventy at first. I deleted about. Plus, 10. if you're if you're putting oh, oh well, we put in the article. Never mind. I was thinking yeah. about Twitter. Okay, I understand. Twitter doesn't get as much as they used to. So um, this year for you, my 22 is Nathan Shepard. Um, again, a guy You're too who, low on him. Too low on him. Um, we'll see. So <laughs> I, again, a guy, and this is where I struggle with the bottom, like because like projections. Um, Shepard also played really well last year, and he was a guy who at the beginning. Of, I think the Jets have a lot of like solid role player types. And um, beginning of the last year, like last year, people were like, oh, just get rid of Fado Kasi and Shepard. And look how well they play it. So I, honestly, yeah. when I put Shepard there, I feel like I am too low on him on my list to be, again, transparency. Um, but I just couldn't put him above some of the other guys I'm about to, to talk about in a, in a little bit. But I'm, I'm impressed with Shepard. Shepard definitely is a, another guy who I think on the Jets' deep line rotation, he does not going to get as many snaps as he would on the other team. But I think he's a starting level interior defensive lineman at this point. Yeah, that's cool. Bring him in fresh. That's cool. Bring him Which is stops. a huge thing for defensive line. We've talked about that many, many times. Yeah. So yeah. Um, your next guy. 
which is, is 21, right? 21. 21. Yep. Makai Becton. Got Makai right. Becton at 21. Okay. I, and you kind of like were clowning. You're like, oh, you have him in your top 25. If you don't have him in your top 25, I don't, I don't understand. You that. never know. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe I'm too low on him here. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I have him a little bit higher. Uh, obviously, I didn't name him. You know, I, I think obviously I wouldn't name Alex Lewis and Griffin and P. Ryan so they're all going to be better than Beckton this year. But that'd be a huge disappointment for your first year in the NFL. <laughs> um, my, t- my 21, is it where we're on? Um, yes. I'm actually going to change. I'm going to do a quick, I'm going to do a quick change up because I'm about to say this. Um, my 21 is this year. Um, I, I like him, but there's a lot of people who are like really, Oh, he's gonna make a huge impact again. And I explained this, I think in another podcast, he gives me Morris Claiborne, 2017 type vibes, like Ben, but don't break, you know, decent tackler, but there's some frustrating plays that he makes opening his hips up way too early. Um, he's a, he's and me and Marcus will criticize the hell out of him. We do the show on him, a guy who really likes to use soft press technique, but doesn't get his hands on, um, gets his eyes on the quarterback too early. So I think he's like, I think he's like an okay to below average number two as a number one, he's going to get torched a little bit. Um, he's all right at best. Uh, but just because he's num- your number one corner jets fans doesn't mean he's good. He's, he's not a good number one corner. He's not even a good number two. I think he's a passable number two, but people will be a little bit disappointed unless he completely transformed what he does and he gets his hands on more impressed. And he plays in that no man's land, as I call it too often, where he's, he's not in a position to get hands on. He's also not in a position to take read steps. Like there's a lot of little things that I criticize about his game. So um, it's a lot to ask to change. And, you know, this point is career. Um, again, I don't know how DBs coach your car coaching him. I, I don't get DB coaches. In you're, you're, you're very nitpicky with DBs. I, I'll say that, but I think, I think your criticisms are, are right though. Yeah. So I don't get how DB coaches in the NFL consistently, unless it's like a jambo, you know, first in first out box coverage, whatever it is. I don't get how they're telling them to play in that consistent no man's land. Like get your freaking hands on you. You, you got long arms. Yeah, you got I don't power. Get that either. Why are you going to open your hips up? Let the guy take that, take that hip and, and throw a soft punch. Like it's, 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 it's ineffective shuffle, get your hands on like, or play off and, and use a read steps. Yeah. I, I think, I think in terms of my most criticism, it's probably corners and receivers. Um, but yeah, he, he's my number two. He's, he's 21 for me. Who was your 20? Yeah, it'd be really interesting if you could somehow, uh, I guess, get in touch with a, a defensive back coach from the NFL who might not still be in the league, but maybe just like recently retired out of the league or whatever to kind of pick their Ask brain the about that. Doing. Yeah, because, because you and Marcus both are constantly criticizing that. And I think that your criticisms are really legit. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, 20, I have the Gore, Frank Gore. Wow. All right. I mean, listen, dude, I mean, sadly, he's going to get way too many carries this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But the dude still produces, man. Just put on his film. The dude yeah. still produces. And I, and I, if I do a show, I'm going to put some of the, the messages, the texts or whatever I had between myself and Eric Turner, uh, who is the smartest Bills guys out there, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, um, no doubt. And he was there saying no – even close. Yeah, uh, listen, what happened with him was he was put in a lot of goal line type situations, short yard situations that killed his yards per carry. But you have all these guys on, oh, what is his yards per carry? Oh, it's three or whatever. And, oh, he's a bad player. I, I, think, I still think he's going to be an effective player. Like he, people are acting like, oh, my God, he just signed to be um, you know, a mentor. Like he's still, he's still a role type player. He's not, he's not going to be the lead back. He probably shouldn't be number two. But a number three guy who can come in and get five, six carries a game, like I'm fine with it. So – 
um, I'm fine with your ranking there. Even though I don't have him, I didn't have him in my, you know, um, ranking, but. Gore has an extreme amount of long explosive plays in his career, especially in those years with the 49ers, man, he was breaking. And it's going to be crazy that he's had, he's played this long and he's had three ACL surgeries. It just shows how dedicated he is. Like, like when me and yeah. Marcus talked about with, with, with Hall, like I'm not sure if you've ever torn anything, but it takes a lot of maintenance, 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 consistent work and work and work. And if you don't work it, you're going to be out of the NFL. And obviously there's freak injuries you can't, you can't, uh, you know, combat with, with training. But um, it just shows how hard that guy works, you know? Yeah, and he's just, he's just got great instincts, which, you know, go a long way for the running back position. And, you know, he, he very – it seems that he's very rare that he doesn't pick the right hole to hit. Um, yeah. You know, and he, he's, he's solid and everything. He's not like, for example, Saquon Barkley, a lot of people like to tout. Dude can't pass block at all. At all. And he bounces runs away too much, too. He doesn't just take what's there and sometimes. Yeah, but, I mean, Gore's solid. Like, he can, he can kind of do everything for you. At this point, you know, with his deteriorated skills, he's not going to break off those explosive runs like he used to. But you need him to get a couple yards in a short down situation. Mm-hmm especially if he's fresh, he can do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that ranking for him. Um, I think he's underrated. I say overrated a lot by Jets fans with, with, you know, Lewis and all these guys. I, I think he's being overlooked by Jets fans a little bit. Um, my, my 20 is, uh, is Denzel Mims. Um, and again, me and Marcus both said, we think he could like his, his peak of his ceiling. I think he could be a top five, top 10 receiver in the NFL. I think he has those skill sets. But my issue with the rookies this year is the shortened camp, you know, the connection with Darnold, all that stuff. Um, has, has, has Darnold – he has thrown to Mims, right? So yes, far, the yeah, softest? They, yeah, okay, they, just yeah. wondering. So, again, rookie, a rookie transition from re- receiver is not easy either. And no, no position's easy. I don't think it's an easy transition for anything. But not getting a lot of timing with your quarterback, not being able to see NFL corners or running a lot of your things on air – uh, it's a lot different going against, let's say, even when he played Oklahoma, to going against Patrick Peterson this year. You know, um, and there's going to be, there's not that true number one X receiver on the Jets, so he might get some attention, especially if he starts lighting up a little bit. Um, so I don't, th- I think he's gonna have a solid year, and I think he could be that number one receiver in the future. I'm just not sure it happens right away because of you know yeah. the Baylor system, the routes he wasn't running. Um, etc. So I, I think he'll, you know, maybe he gets, let's say 45, 50 catches. He gets 700 yards. I'll be happy with that in rookie year, you know? So. Yeah. I think Gase should bring him along slowly too. I think that you'd be doing him a huge disservice and you'd be doing your entire offense a disservice. If you start making him run patterns and stuff that he's not used to running and didn't run frequently in college. Mm-hmm. I know that, see that part, like, could he run other routes? He probably can um, because he is a good athlete. But he just hasn't done it. And I think that, you know, work someone in slowly. Yeah. One. So if if you want to have an effective offense and you want to help your young quarterback out, have your your second round pick do something that you know he can do. And this is where we're getting to this range of like below average-ish type stars. Like this is this kind of window. So I think he didn't make a below average number two this year. But again, uh, I think he has a – I think out of the draft – of those top guys, I think he's a higher ceiling than Judy. I think he's a higher ceiling than Lamb. I think he's a higher ceiling than Ruggs. I think he's a higher ceiling than Jefferson and Justin Jefferson and all these guys. I am really high on him, so I don't think that like I'm not. Um, I, I have four and a half hours of me doing his film. Trust me, I'm very high on him. But like I said, year one, um, he's, he's my, my 20th overall player. Um, who is your 19? Kyle Phillips. 
<laughs> he might not even be on your list. I'm not saying anything. Continue. I, I like Kyle Phillips, man. I mean, he—I <laughs> mentioned this uh, last time, and I actually forgot his name, but I was like, "Yeah, who's 98, man? Like, he just—he stood out to me many times. Uh, yeah. undra- undrafted rookie. Listen, to, to come in as an undrafted rookie, at times, at times last year, he was better than Quinn and Williams. I, I know that's mm-hmm. tough to say, and for a tough pill for Jets fans, especially us two to swallow, because we were—we were definitely Quinn and Williams stands. Um, Still am. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm wearing the jersey right now. I actually was going to wear mangled today, but I couldn't find it. I don't know where it went. I stole it. I did let my dad <laughs> borrow it for the game that I saw you at. There you go. I don't know if he ever returned it to me. There it <laughs> anyway, is. Anyway, so listen, Kyle Phillips, you put on his tape, you're going to see him winning frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not great at getting the quarterback, whatever, but he did have, you know, he just a solid player all around. I mean, nothing, nothing flashy, but I mean – you saw some good signs for a rookie. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, my, my 19 is uh, Fant. You, you said before, George Fant. Um, and again, I think for what people think he is, I think him being a slightly below average-ish type starter, um, I'm higher on him than a lot of Jets fans are, like I said, especially if he can continue the upward trajectory. I think he was on in 2019. Um, you know, he's what, 27, 28 years old, but he doesn't have a lot of snaps. Um, and like I said, that progression was was impressive. So I think Fant could end up being a long-term right tackle for the Jets. Now, am I banking my, my whole bank account on that? No, not necessarily. But um, people are acting like he's like foregone conclusion. He's going to be terrible and all this stuff. I think he'd develop into being a, a decent starter. And you can get away with a few decent starters. Like let's say, you know, you, you hit on Clark uh, back then and then you have McGovern. That's like three plus starters. And then you, you, you have an average right tackle and a slightly below average right guard in the future. Like you can get away with that line. That, that line could be good. Um, you, you know, like the top 15, top 10 type unit. Like you don't need a bunch of superstars. So I think he could be a guy who develops into the long-term right tackle uh, for the Jets. So um, I'm excited to do that film review. I think people are going to be a little bit more impressed than I think they, they will be. But now with saying that, and I've said it before, that first 30, 40 minutes of that show is going to be ugly. I'm telling you, because when I first watched him, I was like, this is a terrible signing. But I got impressed more as I went along with the film. So um, fans my 19. And hopefully he's a good scheme fit to uh, Adam Gase, you know, his years in Denver and especially the first year in Miami where um, JHIE had a crazy year, so much outside zone and, you know, Fant and his athleticism and his ability to reach people. You hope, hopefully he's a good scheme fit too. I, that I think so. I that might've so. been uh, Joe Douglas saying, Hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to try to help you out here, Gase. Yeah, I, I think it's a good scheme. I think he's a guy who'd run a lot of things. I think even for his athleticism, he has a good amount of power too. When he gets, when he gets proper, uh, foot placement and hand technique and things like that. He can actually move guys too. So he's, he's, inter- he's an athlete for sure. It's interesting. The three Clark Fant and, um, and Becton, all three of those guys, you watch their film. Like when, whenever like, you know, zone plays are run, they have a tendency to just toss guys and then just, you know, plow them into the ground. Yeah. All three of those guys are, are pretty good at that. Um, so, who is your 18? Uh, 18. I have Basham there. Okay. Really, uh, really, if you so want to kill me for being five spots lower on him, five spots is a pretty big difference, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, not really. Know. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not with these bottom tier guys. I don't know. I thought I actually had him a little higher, but yeah. No, I mean, right. Listen, Basham's pretty good though. I'm, ser- I'm mm-hmm. serious. If you're, if you're going to do a re-examination of a player that you don't think you're as familiar with, it, he might be one of the people that you consider or whatever. Um, I'm trying to remember what moves he, he's really, uh, good with and i feel like he 
really has any move that he's great with, maybe long arm or whatever. But the dude can does on a decent rate get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad player. He, he I, I think in terms of a pure just a guy coming off the edge, in terms of pure pass rush, he very well might be better than Jordan Jenkins. Yeah, I see some good length and power in his game um, at the at the baseline of, of what he has. So, yeah. which are things he's, he got, can work he, with. he's definitely not bending and dipping around to get to the quarterback. No. It is more of a power thing. But hey, I mean, he's he's pretty good yeah. at it. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that with that spot. Um, that was your 18. My 18 is Perriman. Um, again, this comes with some questions about his obviously his past uh his injuries this is another guy who i'm higher on the jets fans i I think that film review proved it um a lot of people were saying a lot of people it kind of seems that their mindset is oh well you had evans and godwin were out and they were just force feeding him the ball and he wasn't getting open when in fact i showed him burning darius slay in the lions game earlier in that season burning this guy uh winston either missing him uh with the actual thrower missing his read and not seeing perryman open so i think perryman um could be a, a decent starter um considering 11 personnel like I, I think he could be a guy who gets nearly a, a thousand yards um obviously he keeps developing and i i say all the time kyle uh every guy's career track is not linear like he, he could be a guy who, who's a late bloomer that's that's fine um he proved to me a lot last year not just in those last five games the whole season i thought he was pretty solid um i might be a little bit too low on him because i think i think he's gonna be surprise some people this year for the jets um but i i had him at 18. Yeah, I, I'm. I have him on my list too. I won't say where yet, but I'm. I'm higher on him as well. Yeah, I mean, he's a player that he doesn't have a lot of releases off the line of scrimmage, but that hop step, that hop step, it is pretty effective or whatever. And he's got to add. Like, I would like to see him add to that. Like when there, you saw some guys during that season anticipate that hop step. I would like to see him add like a rocker off of that hop. Um, yeah. to really screw with guys so he needs that he definitely needs to add that more hand fighting things but like in terms of like size speed and just hands like he has a big frame he's fast as hell that makes contested catches like he's more he's definitely more of an athlete than than uh than anderson is yeah he definitely doesn't he doesn't quite play like he's quite four two seven like four two seven is like henry rugg speed yeah. he doesn't quite play like that but say like low still, four fours high yeah he, four he's still super fast and yeah but but the promising thing is he's not just the one trick pony that you think okay this guy's mm-hmm. got four two speed he's just winning on go routes like that like I gotta be honest I know Robbie Anderson did improve in his route running and stuff but I'll still stick with the Robbie Anderson one trick pony thing I I don't care I because uh, he's definitely not a yak guy but Perriman Perriman is going to give you more versatility I think in the amount of, of different routes that he can run mm-hmm. he's definitely got higher upside than Robbie in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. He's one of the people that I'm most excited for. Yeah, um, and he's a guy who can actually maybe run an end around and break a tackle or two. Like, yeah, oh yeah, has Robbie, Robbie Anderson broken one tackle in his entire career? Dude, I don't think so. And the the alarming yeah. rate in which people could bring him down with one arm is. I would scary. bet my bank account he is not 190. I'm 180, and I'm not necessarily small. And my arms are two times bigger than that dude's arms are. Yeah, and not it. only not only is Robbie not good at breaking tackles, he also has no moves when the he's ball no is wiggle. in his hands. He has no wiggle. None, none at all. Yeah, he's a high, high waisted, high leg strider type guy um, who's blazing speed. Yeah, he's he's legit four four high uh, four two low four three type guy. But 
um in terms yeah, of like definitely one of the best pure deep threats in the entire league There's i still no call him a top that. five deep threat in the league yes, I, I think yeah. he is that i'm not going to say that he's not now that he's not on the jets so but he went to play with a guy who can't throw a deep goal but a deep ball so we'll see how that works yeah, um not going to be too well who is your 17 I think we're on for you right yeah denzel mims we already spoke about him okay. and, and why i like him so probably don't need to speak too much more about that but yeah i think 17 for a, a second round rookie who's gonna have some you know, learning curve, I think is a pretty fair spot. Are you going to bash me for being two spots lower on him or, or what's the deal? Um, nah, I'll no, I'll slide on All this right. one. Sweet. So we are on 17. That's, that's where Kyle Phillips is for me. Um, he's really good in the run game, like stacking and shedding and making tackles for loss. Um, smart player doesn't, doesn't overcommit to gaps early. I, I like Kyle Phillips a lot, especially for a guy who was undrafted guy. Think about just, um, people's career tracks. Like, look at look at look at Shepard and Fadokasi. They're year one to what they were year two. If if Phillips yeah. keeps developing, man, he could be. A and legit if Quinnen player. develops too, dude, their 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 defensive front is which like listen. And I don't have Leonard Williams anymore. I love Jamal Adams, but we don't need a lot more in the run game. Like I know he makes plays in the run game, but we have a lot of players in that front seven. A lot of them. Um, yes. We didn't even mention our two linebackers yet. Two stud linebackers. Oh, yeah, we'll get to them. Uh, well, and another linebacker, I'm sure, that's on your list is coming up as well. So, yeah, he's, he's my 17. Uh, you're going to say him, and I'll remind you. You forget him right now. Uh, next player for you is that's going to be your 16. Who's your 16? I got Herndon at 16. I don't okay. know if that's too low for you or whatever. No. I definitely had him higher last year. Mm-hmm. Let me just see. Where did I have him? I had him at 11 last year. And I thought that was too high, but I still did it. Yeah, I mean, Herndon's solid. He could use some work and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I started thinking, like, when I was doing the middle part of this roster, I was like, thinking, like, yeah, this still isn't a good roster, man. Because when I started doing these middle guys, I was thinking, yeah, these still aren't that good of players. But I think it's, like, decent depth. But in terms of, like, the top-end type talent, it's, it's, it's lacking in some areas for sure. Um, yeah. My, but yeah, Herndon's solid, but I think a lot of the criticisms that you have of him, he's not as good of a player, a uh, blocker as some people think that he is. Um, he's passable, he, but that's about it. His, and his hands, his hands really bother me. Oh, that dropped on that Dolphins game? Yeah. That was bad. I mean, it's, some of it is technique, and then it's also concentration, too. He goes, he goes with that wide, that wide clap instead of that, uh, that diamond you need. Yeah, um, and also, like, you know, some of, some of his catches and stuff, like, I know he had a pretty nice stat line, but he did also get a good amount of just, you know, blown coverages and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, the, the crazy catch in the Packers game, people, you know, nice catch, but that's kind of rare. So people kind of overhype a player for that. You know oh, well, saying? it's like, yeah, you, you, yeah. Highlight film is easy to make. If you look at all their all their plays, you know, three minute film, you could put up really ridiculous plays. So, yeah, that that Packers catch is, you know, it's great catch. But how often was he doing that stuff? So, um, my sixteen is Becton. Uh, you had him a couple spots lower. I had him um, at twenty one, which I guess is probably too low. But whatever. too low, too low. No, nah, no, it's it's. I again, couldn't justify putting him over some of these other guys, though. I don't, you know. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be an average starter, and I, that's what I think we started to get these average guys. Um, I think his first year he'll be an average starter, uh, just because of how big he is. I, I think he's pretty. I so I always, I say on on Scott's podcast, I I'm lower on him in the run game, but higher than him on the pass game. Than hey, most can you do me a favor? Pull up a play twenty. I think play 20 on your Becton film. Play 20. If this is the play you want, I'll be very impressed, Kyle Smith. I'm not going to lie. Which, uh, it, which, it be, which, it, it which might review? not be played. The most, the most the, recent the one? Recent, the recent one. I, 
shoot. I didn't write anything down. So this is just me going off the top of my head. I was Back looking then, at it a little a, bit today. Is it a pass set? It is a pass set. If you can pull that up. Um, okay, hold on. You went full screen. Actually, hold on a second. All right, and I paused it just to pull up the film. I'm kidding. I had to go to the bathroom. Um, so this is the play that Kyle wanted to talk about. Uh, he was right, 20. I am very, very impressed that you remember this. Hey, it's just though- because I was watching it this morning. Give yourself some credit. I thought, didn't you say you watched Clark this morning too? I did. Yeah. You binged. All right, cool. I appreciate I did that. Binge and I watched your Bryce Hall yesterday. Damn. All right. So now you're just, you just need to watch P Ryan, right? At this point. P Ryan. I didn't watch uh, Morgan or uh, Huff either. So. Oh, okay. Those guys. Did you but watch, think- uh, did you watch man or no? You didn't do man. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so uh, I thought I was trying to slip. Like, really? You know that much about punting? All right. So um let's play yeah this. so when i was so when i was watching this play all right so look let's just say first of all um beckton has pretty good footwork overall mm-hmm. um now if i remember correctly you were criticizing him for opening the gate a little too early on this one right yeah right there yeah now all right so while he he's he's pretty smooth with his feet and stuff but he still needs some work especially in like sometimes how he steps and you were pointing out like him taking that zero step when when he's uh, when mm-hmm. he's you know moving in the run game but i i just was thinking right here if he runs into a guy who's got tremendous speed to power right here like what what's Khalil Mack going to do to him in oh, year yeah. 1 Oh, when, yeah. when he's when he's turning like this and having his feet off balance, oh well, that Leo's going to pull the, the, him, push him right into the quarterback. The heel click right here too. There's no power from his base right here. Yeah, so there's no the power. Kid, the kid is still a little raw. I mean, he's not. But but the amazing thing is he's got so much girth that he just absorbs these guys. So even when he's not perfect, which he does have, he, his yeah. footwork's not bad. It's not bad huh. for for not doing this a lot. But he just absorbs people people with his girth and length. Even if he doesn't, like, that's why he's going to, a lot of non-elite pass rushers, he's still going to do pretty well against them. But when he goes up against the Chandler Jones and the Khalil Max and, like, the really good dudes, if, he's, if he doesn't sharpen his technique up, they can abuse him. Yeah, like, even in the run game, like, people think he's elite in the run game. It's more because of his power. But, like, his, his technique overall in the run game definitely needs work. Like, I, I don't love the zero step that was taught, at least at Louisville, and a lot in, in the college level. Um, because it forces that big inside step. Like right here, you can see his feet crossing a little bit. So I don't love that. I like to see more of that of that left foot gain more ground on step, near step, zone step, whatever it is. Depending, it's it's really dependent on how the foot exactly moves. But those are play. Those are footwork techniques that gain ground on that on that edge. Um, I don't like the zero step in the in the in the crossover that he typically has. So yeah, he'll get under a guy and toss him like he does here, and it looks like a great play, but. I say it all the time, process versus results. Um, and this didn't happen because of elite technique. So at the NFL level, I don't think this works as well as it does versus whoever they're playing right here. Um, looks like looks like it might be Syracuse? Looks like Syracuse. I, I can't tell from here. Te- Syracuse or Tennessee? Um, it's so, definitely not Tennessee. Okay, so it's not Tennessee. Uh, so, yeah, there's some things he needs to work on, but I just – I think because of – his size. I, I also think something that led him to being this high for me um, was the fact that he is working with Duke Manuweather the entire offseason. That, that's encouraging um, to me. And like I said, the, the past. Hopefully, saw, every offseason he'll do that because. Him and Clark, know. it's nice. He's working with Teron Ter- Armstead, too. So, like. Yeah. Um, and you talk about Teron Armstead was a guy who, you know, was top notch. Well, I mean, like, there was a lot, there were serious doubts of whether or not he'd be a good 
a good pro, but you know, if you look at him, he doesn't have an elite athletic profile at all from what I, from, yeah. Yeah. But you know, he's a guy who really worked at his craft. Um, all right. So let's go to your 10 and I'm not really pulling up the but film I, now, but I want, but I want Becton to be really, uh, working out hard every off season because just with his body type, he could really balloon up if he's not on top of himself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want him to get 380, 390. You can't especially play Especially late into his later 20s. Like we could both testify that eating a, a cheeseburger from McDonald's at 21 is different than eating at 28, 29, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know when's the last time I had a cheeseburger from any fast food. Oh, I, I, I'm a guy who I'll give myself like two cheat meals a week, but I'll notice that if I eat more than I'm supposed to that week, I start getting a really bad indigestion and heartburn and shit. We're like, when I was 21, I could eat 14 tacos and then go to football practice and be fine. You know? Oh, man. So yeah, our, our, our tradition before we went to football practice, is go to Taco Bell every single day. So um, <laughs> there's a, there's a few times in the huddle where I was like, yo coach, I gotta, I gotta take a shit. He's like, blow it, go take a shit. I <laughs> getting all mad at me, but it is what it is. Um, so next, uh, 15, yeah, our coach didn't play, man. He, if you did something like that and you made that consistent, he might bench you for the whole week. Well, it's either that I'm or shit you my not, pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so dude, so, and I'll tell us the story about the Academy really quickly. I told my drill instructors. So the last day, uh, you graduate the Academy, you're allowed to make fun of your drill instructors and all this stuff. And my second day of the Academy, um, you get nervous. Like you, you, you know, your, your, your stomach's all screwed up. Cause you just did 12 hours of the hardest work I ever done in your life. I could tell stories and stories about the Academy, you know, the hell days and, uh, driving, you know, and you're not supposed to go anywhere in your, in your, in your khakis driving. I'm passing a Wawa and my stomach's like starting to get warm. I'm like, uh Oh, like why is my stomach starting to get warm? Standing in line, standing in line. I was going to go right to the woods and take a crap. Didn't do it. Um, cause people were like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. The drill instructors might see you. And then I went back in line. I stood there for like two minutes and I was to the point where if I did one push up, I was going to shit my pants. There's just absolutely no way. Like it was diarrhea, straight diarrhea, ran into the woods, dropped my pants, explosive diarrhea for like 30 seconds and then ran back in line. Um, and I you didn't the wipe anything. I didn't have anything to wipe, Kyle. You couldn't grab leaves or something. I, it was it was dark. I don't know. It was like poison ivy. I just ran into the woods. Square. Dude, it, trust me. When the drill instructors are about to walk out of the academy, you're not thinking about wiping. So people are, oh my god, you couldn't wipe, dude. It's either a chafed butt for for a couple hours or I shit my pants the first setup I do. So I made the the decision to go do that, and I told them that after. So I have some stories like I can't hold my stomach. Oh. So. Um, and I don't care that I told a thousand people that who, who cares it, uh, the Academy, dude, there's, there's people who shit their pants in runs. Like it, it happens cause they won't let you go to the bathroom. They, they don't care. Piss yourself. You know, they, they don't, they don't, they couldn't care any less. Wow. Um, yeah. So that, that happened. Um, who is your 15? Uh, I got Perriman at 15. We already spoke about him. So okay. I guess we don't need to, I have, I have Herndon at 15. Um, so a couple, just like two spots higher than you. Um, uh, I like what he did year one and, and historically, uh, tight ends develop a little bit slower. So for what he put out his first year, I was definitely impressed. And I think he could be, I think he could be a top 15 tight end. I think he could be a top 10 guy, um, but he still has a lot of room to grow before that. There's fans who think he's like the best, like one of the best tight ends in the NFL right now. Like there's, there's Jets fans who are super high on him. I didn't see that on film, film year one. I thought he was decent, but that's about it. So um, upward trajectory, you know, hopefully he keeps to, uh, continues to develop. He doesn't have the reoccurring injury problems he's had, which has haunted Jets fans in the past, you know, Dustin Keller, et cetera. Um, but he's my 15. Uh, who was your 14? 14, I got Nathan Shepard. Jamal Westerman would like him. I don't know if Jamal Westerman has watched him, but Nathan Shepard has a pretty good arm over. 
He loves the arm, everything. He's like, arm over. You got arm over there. There you go. Wait, you got arm over. Yeah, that was his big move. He likes the arm over for sure. I, I'm trying to remember what his reasoning was behind it. I think he was like saying like, you know, even if it doesn't work, you'll still be in your gap or whatever. You know, my problem with the consistent arm over is if you get caught in that armpit, you're, you're, you're getting moved. You yeah. Know? Cause yeah, uh, I like exactly. Cause if, 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 a, if a lineman can get into you and like, get, oh, like, you're completely so, like, exposing your yourself. Yeah. It's not only that they'll win the rep, it's that they can then move you even into another gap, which then causes a big hole. Yeah. Yeah. You're defining that gap. I, in terms of like quick twitch type moves in, in tight confined spaces, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to think of like the arm over, like I rather do like almost more of like a punch through or a cross chop than a consistent arm over. Cause you don't really see necessarily a lot of arm overs in the run game. Um, it gets a little bit risky. So um, I think arm overs are more for passive guys than they are for, for guys who are trying to get into you, you know? So, but you know, we, obviously we can differentiate on, on, uh, the exact moves you want a guy to do. Um, my 14. Yeah, Shepard's a better pass rusher than someone like Kyle Phillips, for example. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, pass rushing, he was also better than Quinn Williams last year too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quinn Williams is probably too high on my list, but I, I, I'm banking on what he's going to do this year. Yeah, so. I'm thinking like, I think that, see, Quinn last year, he pissed me off. He's like, you know, he made that comment where he was like, and I was like, did you ever work with a pass rush specialist? Like, you know, uh, Chuck. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. What the hell's his name? Chuck Smith. And Quinn's like, oh, yeah, you know, just it's nothing. You know, you got YouTube. What are you talking about, man? Like, come on. Like, you're the third overall pick. Like, you got to live up to that hype. You got to yeah. constantly be – you don't – yeah, I get it that you, you have some good natural ability and you're already better than so many of these people, though. But, like, you're going to the big leagues now, man. You're going to be playing people who are much better. You got to find ways to refine your technique. I think he kind of realized, like, man, I fucked up. It, it looks like this harder. year he is working pretty hard in the offseason. Um, yeah, I think so. So I think, I think we'll see a big. I think we'll see a big improvement just from going to year one, year two. And he's still a kid, man. Just look at the way he talks and the way he looks. He's so, more of a baby face, and I uh, I have a big baby face too, though. So um, he's but, definitely more than you. Yeah, he still got braces, doesn't he? Yeah. No, he got them off, which is huge oh, news. Huge oh, news. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, um, that I, I look a little meaner in the trenches now. I should have done a little bit like a, like a breaking news podcast about him getting his braces off. Um, my fourteen is Jordan Jenkins, which okay. we That's spoke fair. about the linebackers that you said you said two linebackers, uh, three. I, I think Jordan Jenkins is a is a decent, um, strong. You outside say linebacker. linebacker. I just consider him like an edge, though. Okay. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> yeah, he's he's my 14. Um, decent all-around player. We've I've done plenty of film reviews on him. Um, he's not a bad starter. He's not a great starter. I think he's an average starter who who does his job, holds his gap. Uh, he's pretty disciplined on the edge for the most part. He will have a hiccup or two. I think his pass rush has developed. There's a reason yeah. he went from like nothing to like six and a half, seven, eight sacks the last two years because I think he's a decent pass rusher. Really, really long orangutan type arms that really help. Yeah. Him. Um, he's developed, he, he definitely developed his, in terms of stacking moves where he really only had, I forget what the move was his first year or two. And he started stacking Long moves arms. together. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I think he's a decent starter. So Jordan Giants is my 14. Who is yeah, your he, 13? He definitely has more nuance to his game in, in rushing, like than Basham. Like he has a wider variety of moves, but he doesn't have the explosion that Basham has and I think that's why Basham's a little bit more effective overall pass rushing at least that's what I saw last year but Jenkins is better against the run I have Jenkins at 13 oh and so you had yeah who's your 12 I'm sorry I forgot okay well um so we we, do we both have Jenkins at 13 I have Jenkins at 14 okay I have Jenkins at 13 I just didn't catch Um, your 12 
Okay, I'll, I'll get to 12 in a moment, though. Um, no, yeah, no, sorry, a- I, I didn't catch your 14. I'm sorry. Oh, Shepard. Nathan oh. Shepard. Hold on. I have Basham, Mims, Perryman, Shepard. Who did I miss? Um, I have – so 18 is Basham, 17 is Mims, 16 is Herndon. Oh, I forgot Herndon. That's where I was screwed up. 15 is Perriman. Yeah, then Shepard, and now Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's a reason why Jenkins didn't sign somewhere else, right? There wasn't mm-hmm. a huge love from any other team. You know, you're 5 million. I mean, that's a, that's a steal for the Jets. Let's be honest. We'll take him at 5 million. No doubt. But you know, for some of us that were thinking he was going to get 10 or somewhere around there, eight, nine, I think teams just looked at him like, Hey, listen, this is a nice player or whatever, but he's never, ever, ever going to be an elite edge rusher. He just doesn't have that athletic profile. You will never be a great, great, great edge rusher without some baseline level athletic ability. He just doesn't have that, but he's a nice player though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's a passable and a good, guy, a good locker room guy. For too. what for what he got, um, I think he's worth more than what he got. I wasn't yes. anticipating five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was anticipating like seven, eight, nine. To to be honest, and for um, one year, shoot, we'll take that. Yeah, for sure. And, and he's and you know this term might be overused a little bit, but I think he's a legitimate good locker room type type leader guy. You know, just said the same thing. Yeah, quiet does his job. You know, and you could tell. I, you could tell. Just look at him like he's. Po- I was on his Instagram last night. He's posting a picture of him with his family. Yeah. You know? And you need that stuff in the locker room. So he, so he is, he is your thirteen. He's my fourteen. My thirteen is Marcus May. Um, okay. I think he's really good, uh, but I also think that he's a little bit overrated by Jets fans in terms of he he might make a flashy play or two. But I think he's beaten coverage some that people don't see on, on film. So Do I you have any plays a, that you could pull up? Oh God! Um, you don't have to. I just was wondering if you yeah, I probably I probably could pull up a play. Don't um, worry about it. But it's it's it would probably be from his rookie year because again I didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had but he had busts his rookie year and stuff. But yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to pull it up. I I, I, don't... I think he's been pretty good over the last two years. Yeah. I think and I think this is where we're getting into like okay now we're getting into like solid starters like Jordan Jenkins is like average to solid. I, I think Marcus May is a solid free safety. Yeah. I don't think he's. I like he's, him. People are talking about like, oh he's one of the top safeties in the NFL one of the top free safeties no. But if you had um, you know, if we if we did the whole list, if he ended around, you know, in that twelve to sixteen range, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. And and that's I where I think I. Okay. Go, sorry, I'm I'm interrupting you. My bad. No, yeah. So I, I I just think I have him ranked on my list at thirteen as a solid player. I think he's solid. Yeah. But I think he also when when Jamal Adams was out, he struggled in the box, quite quite a bit too. Yeah, this is, in my opinion, I think he's going to be a good player, at least for the next couple of years. His problem is he's already old. And last time I was with you, I said, especially because the, the things with Adams weren't as bad when I was with you two months ago when we did a show. And now, now because Adams is acting the way he is, some people are saying, oh, well, now we got to give May a contract. And Marcus yeah. May tweet out, oh, I'm getting all this yeah, false fake, love and yeah, stuff. Yeah, fake love, yeah. And I, I don't blame Marcus May at all for saying that. I don't blame him at all. But it's like uh, – it does make you wonder as a Jets fan now, okay, well, if the Jets do move away from Adams for whatever reason, do they pivot to giving – because you don't want to be in a position where you have no – you had two pretty good safeties and now you have none. So um, – but I said last time, because I thought we were definitely going to move forward with Adams, no doubt. I don't think we'll re-sign May because how could you justify giving a – Two big, two big safety contracts when you still got to pay your quarterback. And one of those safeties is 27-28 already, Marcus mm-hmm. May. And he's got an injury history too. 
I like the player, but me giving him a big contract does give me some pause. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, um, even though we said everything we'd said about Adams, you know, he's still an elite player. And if I had to choose, obviously I'm taking Adams and I want Adams to be signed. I hope everything, you know, gets brushed under the rug and he apologizes to fans and his teammates and all this stuff and continues to be a jet and he turns around the defense, whatever. You know, the defense is already good. Um, Marcus May is solid, but I think he – if Adams is signed, he plays this year out. Um, maybe they sign him for another year or two with not a lot of guaranteed money, and then maybe you you move on to Davis, or depending on Davis's trajectory, maybe he just takes the job over um, at the end of the year. But I, I just think that Davis has a lot more room, or a lot of more, a lot more growing than people think he does. Like, I'm not sure if he's even ready after year one to be that deep safety. That deep safety is a really, really important job. And Davis isn't young either. He's 23. That's an old draft pick. Yeah. So. so- He's probably, he's probably, honestly, like he's like him, Morgan, eh, like, uh, like I said, there was people who were saying he should be a late first round pick. And if he ran, he'd be a late yeah, first round pick. No, I didn't no see that. Way. I don't know where people saw that. And I'm talking about respected people. Yeah. I like, I like Coleman. Coleman is one of those people. Let's just go out and say it. Uh, Coleman does some really things and really good things. And I think like his assessment of Mims is, is by and large, very good. And he has been really right with some players, but he also thought that Christian Hackenberg could be a borderline first round player. Yeah, I don't Cole. get it. I don't get this. Yeah. yeah I get the, so, so sometimes, you know, I mean like everybody's wrong with some people or whatever, but for sure, sometimes, yeah. sometimes Coleman can be a little out there with some things. And I, I think, I think this thing we did, listen, you compare league readiness, Marcus May versus Ashton Davis and Marcus May was a, 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 a starter from day one. Like even the play Davis that, is that people brought up with him intercepting Justin Herbert, like me and me and Marcus watched that and we weren't very impressed with the, the interception versus, versus uh, Herbert. You know, or there's a lot of yeah, plays because it was a that, terrible play by Herbert. It was a dumbass throw, if yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah, and he, he wasn't even matching him as ball. well as he should have. Like he should have been on his hip pocket, and he kind of just he just got a gifted interception. You know that he just picked, he just jumped in front of because of athleticism. But in terms of you know, I only get you so far. The NFL is five percent athleticism. There's plenty of guys who are athletes. Look at freaking what, what was what was um Odell Beckham's cousin or whatever who was trying for the Jets years Teron and years Beckham. ago. He yeah. was a freak. An absolute freak, and Still he didn't is. make it. Vernon Golston, you know, uh, who was the guy? Sean was it Sean Oakman or whatever from uh, Oregon or Baylor or whatever? Baylor, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like it, you know, um, whatever it is, what it is. So, so May is my thirteen. Um, Jenkins was your was your thirteen, I think. Uh, I'm I'm Correct. getting bad with this list, uh, but yeah, Jenkins my thirteen. Yeah. Well, I'm doing it backwards. So in my list, like you're going down. Your twenty five is one because that's just how it goes. Like you hit yeah, I get it. Two, so like I, it, it's so just screwing me up a make, little bit. Make sure you write the number then. Yeah. Well, I'll just flip it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can figure that out. I think. Um. So who is your uh, twelve? Uh, you're gonna hate me, Sam Darnold. Twelve. That I, I'm fine with that. I'm not. I I don't. Yeah, I know you're lower on Darnold than I am. Um, than but, most Jets fans are. Yeah, but I think I'm higher on him than you are in general. And I think that with what will happen in terms of his offensive line taking steps in the right direction overall, I, I think he's going to be um, a much better quarterback. And I think the times where the stats show this, that when he is protected more, he's really, really efficient. Um, so, uh, you know, I have a lot – I have more faith in Darnold than you do, but that, I'm, I'm not – I don't think it's a terrible spot for him. Yeah, I, I I go so much back and forth with this kid, man. There's part of me that really wants to love him, and there's sometimes when I see some stuff on his film, I'm like, man, all right. 
man other all right <laughs> like all right that's 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 signs of a franchise quarterback right there and then there are other times it's like man bro like what a dumbass throw mm-hmm. man your 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 mechanics are dog shit sometimes and it's like when are you going to start improving that if you don't you know you're never going to be that elite player and that's why like I just never quite got all the hype where people were saying this is the surefire thing at quarterback since Andrew Luck or whatever. I mean, like no, I he was that. a very flawed player going out of college who had lots of upside, but he forced a, a ton of throws, ton of throws. But he still does is the is the alarming thing, and I know yeah. he does. I know he's not working with much. That's and this is why it's so hard to evaluate, and this is why. Like I'm, I'm upset with the Jets. Is I don't feel like we've done enough to help the young kid. No, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the kid. But just imagine last year if he's on the Bills. You know, um, better protection, yeah. decent imagine, weapons. You, you see wh- how the Bills transformed their offensive line, and I think the Jets tried a similar approach this year. I don't think they did as good of a job. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about the Bills invested much draft capital, and then they sign lots of guys, we took the same approach this year. I don't know. It's if definitely positive with Douglas in terms of you know it's going to be addressed. You know he can't fix the whole line, but we know by next year, you know 2021, 2022, the line's going to be pretty complete. You know, obviously you're going to have to yeah. tinker, tinker and change a lot of different things. Backups, maybe a starter gets injured, whatever. But um, okay, yeah. So he's your he's your uh, he does. I'll say this: this doesn't mean too 12? much. He he looks like he's in a lot better shape this year. Is it just me or? I've seen other people say that too, but like if you look at his body, he looks more ripped this year, which doesn't necessarily. I haven't necessarily tr- seen him in. I, I honestly, in everything I've seen him, it's like loose fitting clothes on the beach. So correct, but all right, well, you could still kind of look at like his chest and his back. He looks a little bit more ripped than than uh, I've seen in the past. I think he's been. I don't know. I think he's been working a little harder, which just. Yeah. doesn't mean you, you being a ripped quarterback. Listen, what's his name? Brady Quinn or whatever. He was pretty ripped. He sucked. But it does Steve show some, some sign of dedication. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. And we'll move on. Um, okay, sure. I was going to go somewhere, but it completely blanked out. I'm, I blanked out. I wasn't going to say it, but that's, that's what just happened there. Um, so my – he was your um, 12. 12, and my 12 is Brian Poole. Um, again – I like pool, but I wasn't in the camp of, Oh my God, they need to sign pool for $10 million. That's what he's going for. I love the contract they got him for, but oh yeah, I just, I think he's a really good scheme fit, really aggressive corner, you know, a uh, slot guy who can come off the edge. He's a little bit tighter, obviously than outside boundary corner. So he's a little bit more effective guy who can tackle guy who can hit guy who played a little bit of safety this year. If you actually watched. Um, so he's versatile. Um, and I think he had an outstanding year, but he did everything I, well last year. But I expect much. regression to the mean. That that's the kind of person I am. Like you know, just like with uh, Jason Myers, didn't want to sign him. So I think he might be really solid for the Jets again. But people think of him like Jets fans as a top five slot corner. I think this year he'd be more of an average slot corner uh, who might make a flashy player too because he's a big hitter. Um, and I, I think his ranking shows I think he's a solid slot corner. But I just expect at least some regression. Maybe not average. Maybe that's a little bit too harsh, but. Maybe not top five, maybe, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 ish. That's very fair. I mean, corners regress more, they, they fluctuate more than any other position. There was one year, Patrick Peterson, this is years ago, and he's still an elite corner. He's still a top corner, let's say that, Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. There was one year he gave up seven touchdowns a couple of years back. You know, so yeah. I mean, corners fluctuate, you know, like I said, like you, you know, you, you get an injury, you know, you hurt your ankle or something like that. You're not going to be able to turn as quickly. Like it, it matters a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, 
it's fair to expect a, a bit of a regression with him. Yeah. I have him higher though, because I, I just looked at the kid and I, you know, he, he does everything pretty well. Which and a lot of well, people with his well, contract, it's, it's a lot of these contracts. They just say, Oh, well, why didn't they just sign him to a multi-year deal at $5 million a year? He wouldn't have signed it. He's banking on himself to get a bigger contract. A lot of people just think, okay, well, if you just offer this money, they're going to take it. Same thing I said with Robbie Anderson. Did the Jets offer him? I don't know. Did they offer um, the guy who went to the, uh, to the, to the Broncos, the guard? Uh, did they offer him? Did they offer Conklin? Like, we don't know what they offered. So uh, I'm sure that Brian Poole would just take a, a – you know, listen, if, if, I could, if I could take a, even an uptick, if I could take Poole on a four-year – $28 million, you know, $28 million deal uptick of $2 million. I would do it every day, but I don't think he would do that. I think he's banking on himself next offseason, you know, get nine, $10 million ish. And I'm still in the camp that I would like to see them sign Logan Ryan, uh, depending on for the, for the money. And if not Logan Ryan, at least Dre Kirkpatrick or uh, the, the number one guy I really want. Cause I think he's going to be under the radar. I, I like Darquez Lenard more than other people. Yeah, and do. he's a pretty good player. Yeah. so I kind of liked him coming out of college to Michigan State. I loved him coming out of Michigan State. So mm-hmm. um, I would like that signing. But um, continuing on, who is your 11? 11, I have McGovern, Connor McGovern. Okay, hold on. Yeah, Con- okay, so Connor McGovern, 11. What do you think about his film review? Um, I'm not sure if we talked about it. Oh, we probably did, actually, the, the, the wrap-up, but – yeah, I think like you know, you maybe could say above average for center. It's 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 quite tough when you don't watch all of them that closely. Yeah, you know, it's 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 easier to assess like you know like a quarterback ranking because you have a good idea of how each quarterback plays. But you know, if you're not watching every team's line play really closely, you kind of don't know exactly how to rank the centers. But I mean, at at worst, he's an average center. And like we just said before, for interior offensive line, if you're even average or close to that's that's pretty good. Solid player, man. I mean, he does struggle a little bit when he gets to the second level. He gets high, and then people toss him around. But he's he's really solid in pass pro. Yeah, it's crazy that I even have to say this, but he, he snaps the ball well. He does get penalties. Oh, does he? Have to, I don't think he got no. He didn't get a lot of penalties. I know that's a big theme of yeah. The I think offseason. That, he didn't get a lot of penalties. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of penalties. Um, but um, yeah, he's solid though, and like you know, he's good in the and the interior stuff. And like, you know, there's also something to be said when, when you're a smart center who is aware of, you know, when you're sliding this way, where everybody needs to be and such, uh, because you're a communicator there and you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're in the middle, you're, you're able to identify who the mic is and stuff. So that's important. So I think that, uh, you know, I think he's a solid player. And I think, Jets... I think centers are largely overlooked position by fans. We're going to talk about offensive line. I think tackle, you know, one and two, and then the third most important position is, is center. Um, yeah. And we were texting me. about this too, especially in a zone scheme, which Gase is more of a zone player. Mm-hmm. You know? Center play is really important. Um, especially when it comes to like, okay, so you got like a, you got a nose who's shaded to one side of you. If you're not getting any help from the guard, because the guard has to get to the second level or whatever. If you have to reach that guy, it's really tough to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a guy who can do that on a consistent basis, like, man, that really helps out. Because if, if your center is getting dominated and you have the, the noses in the backfield, several yards in the backfield, that's going to screw up the whole play. Yeah, no, I, and I agree. Um, my 11 is uh, Crowder. Um, like Crowder, again, I think he's a, he's a really solid slot, um, top 12-ish type slot in the league. Um, athletically, he's not, he's not overly appealing, but I think he, he, he catches the ball well. He runs his routes well. 
Um, I think he can find the soft spot in zones really well. You saw the Jets <clears throat> really uh, utilize that jerk route uh, th this year with him, and that's why he had like 47 catches in, in the first Bills game, um, like 47 catches for 99 yards, whatever it was. So I, I like Crowder a lot, um, and I think this is a fair spot for him at, at, at 11. Yeah, sure. I, I have him in a similar spot. Yeah, I like him. I Moving always liked on. him. Who is your 10? It's starting rounding out the top 10. Here we 10, go. I have Marcus May. I said a lot about him. I'll just say one other thing. Um, his, his tackling versus Ashton Davis is night and day. I he's really, a really like, He's a good tackler. He's a really good tackler. He has, like, really good form. Like, you can almost say, like, teach tape form tackling. He, like, the way – the angles that he takes and how yep. he drives through. Mm -hmm. Like, his – He's not as good of a tackler as Jamal Adams because he's just not like as explosive and doesn't read things as well and anticipate things as well. But his form that he shows when he tackles is better than I've Jamal heard Adams. some Jets fans criticizing Jamal Adams, saying he's like a box if he doesn't move well. If you watch Jamal Adams, he's explosive as hell. He yeah, is ridiculous. Man. He's ridiculous you, athleticism. I know his 40 at his pro day was like much better than the combat, but you wouldn't see he ran like a four five six at the combat. Like, what? Like, do you see? How no, he plays like four, he plays like four four, man. He's he's quick, yeah, man. Like, maybe even like four three. Like, he yeah. it's and a lot of it is just like he, he's just got such good instincts, yeah, yeah. And so, you can't you cannot teach instincts, you just can't. My uh, my 10, uh, Donald, I, I have Donald at 10, so a couple I had him spots. at 10 last year. Yeah, you had him at, what, 12 this time? So a couple spots higher, like I said, just with the offensive line, um, when he is protected, I'm, I'm impressed. Um, so I, I think going from, let's say, the 31st best offensive line in the league, or the 31st worst, I should say, um, he going from that to, let's say, 22, 23, 24, I think is a huge upgrade. So I think him with more time. Um, is going to be a much different quarterback, and he won't panic as much and just chuck the ball up. Hopefully he learns to throw the ball away a little bit more. Um, I, I think his footwork is what it is at this point, but his footwork will hurt him for sure. Uh, the stepping in the bucket type mechanics that he has, not activating his full body. And it was so funny. Did you see the video of him throwing on the beach the other day? Yeah, I did. Oh, Some people yeah. were like, oh, man, his footwork's so much better. His first throw in that video, he stepped in the bucket. He didn't drive towards the target. I wanted to comment back, no. And he's not, not he's not reading a defense while he's dropping back. Yeah, so part of the like, pe reason people's yeah. mechanics get screwed up is they're reading a defense and they're scared whether or not they're going to get hit and stuff. Yeah, just when she hits a fan, they just go back. But like people are, oh my god, his footwork, his his foot literally just didn't even drive anywhere forward. It was it was completely to the side. <laughs> I want to comment, and be like, dude, do you have any idea what what mechanics you're talking about? Like, what do you what do you mean? Um, so yeah, he's my ten. Like I said, I still think he could be that top ten quarterback. I think this year. He gets from the conversation people are questioning if he's a long-term starter to, okay, yeah, he's a long-term starter and he's about um, a little above average, like in that, in, that, in that 12 to 15, 10 to 15 type range this year. And I think he continues it's to It's interesting you're not as bullish on him this year as you were going into last year. Like he, you were th you, I remember asking you last year when we did this show, do you think he could potentially be – like what do you think he could be you know, at the end of the season? You said he could potentially slip into the top 10 by the end of the season. So I, I'm saying that again, I, I just said he could be that top 10 to, to 15 type range. Um, I, I, th I still think he could be that, but the thing that he the does have the, that ability, yeah. the, the people who think it, like who, you know, are, are criticizing Donald, which I get the criticism. He's still younger than Joe Burrow. Like he, 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 yeah. he passed on those, that junior, senior year, whatever um, years of, of being at USC to learn. So he's coming in a little bit more raw yeah, than he's guys. He's a redshirt sophomore. So I think with the second year in the system, with a better offensive line, with maybe even more, with, with better weapons in general, you have 
Um, you have Herman coming back, which is a big deal. Um, I would take me personally. Uh, I would take Perryman and Mims over Anderson and Demarius Thomas that he had a lot of last year. You know, yes, uh, I think yes, everybody yes. would, to be honest. So I think he has better weapons around him, both at receiver at, at tight end. Um, running back, I think it's about the, the same. I think Montgomery was, was underused, underutilized. Um, yeah, he was. Better offensive line, you know. So I, I think I think 10's a fair spot. Uh, who, who is your nine? Uh, let me just comment real quick. That, yeah, the thing with Darnold is like, and it's Darnold, so I think we could spend a little extra time. Like, even late in the season, like, he's still, like, his ability to read defenses, he did leave too mm-hmm. many open guys last year. Or it was too late with certain throws too many times last year. And it's like, but man, by the end of your second season, you're, you don't want to see this. Yeah. And, and there's certain and, games and some, that I want to see him to, to like, and I know he's a bad team. There's certain games I wanted and sorry to interrupt you. I, I, I there's certain games I wanted him to take that next step. Like I want to see more of those Dallas and Oakland games where he was playing like the Bengals and was struggling or the dolphins or the Steelers or which is he'll have a good defense, but the backup bills. He like, actually played better in that Bengals game than people think. Yes, yes. People thought he played terribly, but I still want to see, see him even step above that. Like, I want to see more of those late Texans, those the, the you know, Texans game, the Packers game, the Cowboys game. And I just thought that there's some times where he plays down to the competition a little bit too much. Um, and I would like to see him take strides forward and really dominate those games instead of kind of just barely squeaking it out, you know? Yeah. I really hope they use him on play action more. I, th- I, I like yeah. him off play action. I, I think people should use play action across the league more in general, but I, I like the, I like how he, he sells the play action fake good. And like, I like, you know, sometimes when you do a play action fake, you got to kind of throw quickly out of it. And I, I like him when he has to, rather than him, you know, going through release. second and third read. Yeah. Just get him something where he's he's got to throw quickly and stuff even like rpos like he throws really quickly off those like the way he can reset after the play fake mm-hmm. yeah quick i don't quick, know Ga- gase does gase does need to do more to help the kid out man yeah but. quick foot reset quick uh quick trigger on the, on the throw i think and there's some throws that he made that like last year and every talks about it the throw versus baltimore there's you really don't get a tighter window than that in the nfl you just don't yeah. So he can yeah, those are those are the things that are like okay, yeah, this he's is why some I, people. I think want in terms of his balls, he needs to throw deep balls more consistently for sure. He misses too many deep balls. Um, yeah, and that's been the knock on him, you know, since coming out of college. He was never a good deep, and I don't bucket. think he, I don't think he ever will be. Although like, he, sometimes he does have really nice, like you know, think about Robbie Anderson in the Broncos, that one throw to the sideline. Yeah, or even the Colts, the, the game I'm about to put up against this year, because I watched this year, 2018, most of the games, and, and he puts the ball in the best possible spot, but Anderson drops it. But there's too much of that, that step in the bucket mechanics that I talk about where, you know, eight out of 10 throws will be great, but then that ninth and 10th throw, you know, it's lacking because those mechanics will come back to hurt you at times. And he, his footwork's not going to just improve. I, I don't think it's going to improve at this point. Your, your yeah. footwork kind of is like footwork and accuracy are things you don't really fix a lot. I don't see fix that a lot out of college from the NFL. So, yeah, he's never going to be, um, he's certainly never going to be a great deep ball thrower, although he could, there is room for improvement there. But yeah, and we need to see more of his improvisational skills too, um, a la Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes because he does have some of that and when those are some of his best plays and we saw some of that again against Baltimore so yeah. I hope we see more of that this year he's got to kind of trust himself on that though yeah but I'm I think I think his I think his confidence was you know? shaken I think his confidence yeah. was shaken towards the end of the year go ahead yeah more trusting offensive line will will lead to I think better footwork and things like that too so okay I guess um, we can fly through some of the next ones go ahead no it's well I, I'm not necessarily in a rush um oh, sorry I thought I 
no we're no we're good we got we got we're you had uh may at 10 i or no yeah you had may at 10 right or nine correct you're correct okay so who is your nine then quinnon williams i matched your spot exactly oh cool quinnon williams so and again, you know, Michael Nani has all the stats of this guy. He, he was stunting in, and he was the picker, the penetrator, whatever you want to call it, on a lot of these stunts. So he was eating up two bodies. Now, with that, there's some, okay, well, you know, that was his role, so he performed it. But at the same time, if he was impressing so much in practice, would that be his role? Probably not. So I think he developed, you know, he's a young guy who had amazing technique in college. Um, amazing like his technique was ridiculous it, it yeah. was lacking a little bit um, in terms of like his his transition with his technique from the college level to the NFL level uh, but again like you said he is super freaking young and we could pull up the stats of Geno Atkins and Donald and all these guys in their first year all had like two sacks too so I think yeah. that's it's a really hard position to learn going from college offensive lineman to NFL offensive lineman which would be absolutely perfect on a lot of these plays so I think he's going to take a step up to be like a, a really, you know, a really solid interior defensive lineman. I don't think he's going to make a pro bowler quite yet this year. Maybe he is, um, but he's going to take definite strides in a direction that we thought he would, he, he would, you know, getting drafted out of Bam. And I still stand behind the pick. I still think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah. I think you'll see a significant improvement. I do question though, if he'll, after watching that first season, I, I question if he'll ever get to the level that I thought he would be at. Um, I, yeah, and, and I, he's, I he's not going to be a top five defensive lineman in the league, like interior. Yeah, he he's not an elite athlete, so there is whereas versus someone like Aaron Donald, which some people made that comp, you know, from day one was an elite athlete. You know, running a four six whatever he ran at, you know, two hundred eighty five pounds. Uh, so he's not that, but and you may, you wonder why why did his technique go to the trash last year? Maybe it was just because. He lost his balance a lot. I, I felt like yeah, in, he, he's on the dirt way too much. I felt like in Bama, he he used that soft stance a lot in red guys. Where this year, because he was the picker and the penetrator, he was forced to be a little bit more aggressive to set up those loops. So yeah. he almost looked like he was out in front of his feet a little bit too much this year. Um, where in college, he was afforded the opportunity to be a little bit more patient. So I feel like that was a major problem. Um, but like you, yeah, I, I think agree. he's thinking too. I think he had to think yeah. too much last year. And when you think too much, sometimes your technique goes to crap. Yeah, but I um, think nine is plenty high. Like that's a big jump from year. Like last year, he probably would finish like you know twenty first, twenty second, twenty third on the roster. I think we're both thinking he's gonna take a huge jump. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you watch the Eagles game, he had a bad game against the Eagles. Man, he was on yeah. the dirt a lot. He got buried a lot. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, moving on to uh, your eighth, we both have the same ninth player in Quinn Williams. Who is your eighth overall player? Uh, I got Marcus May there. Oh, wait, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm looking at um, from last year. Sorry, Duh. <laughs> give me um, eight. I have Jameson Crowder. Okay, so a couple spots higher than 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 I did. Yep. Um, we spoke about him. I don't know if we need to say anything else. Yeah, no. Um, my eight is McGovern. Um, I think he's right around that top 10 range. Um, and I think that's where we're getting with these type of guys um, who are really, really solid players. I like McGovern a lot. Like I said, you know, 10, 11, 12, 9, 8, whatever. Like I'd have to watch all the other guys. But solid technically, doesn't get penalties, is a smart player like we spoke about, is athletic, has some decent power. Um, I think he will struggle with guys who are massive, like the Michael Pierce's and et cetera of the world. Um, but overall, I think a really well-rounded player, you know, a master of none type deal, but, um, 
overall really solid type player. So he's good my, fit in the offense too. Good fit in the offense for sure. Yeah, zone. Yeah, uh, especially inside zone. I'd say he's more inside zone than out or outside zone. Outside zone, you're forced to forced to move obviously more. Um, where he can move, but he's not like uh, who is that? Uh, Garrett Bradbury coming out of college, like where he's an elite oh, type yeah. athlete. Um, I don't know how he really did necessarily with the Vikings. I don't think they were supposedly. Supposedly but, he was bad last year, which yeah. is. Which, to be honest, if he misses, he misses. But I was really high on him. Like I said, you're going to have misses. Yeah, so moving to um, your seventh player. I got Fadukasi there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm I, thinking I didn't, you don't have him there. Not yet. No, he's not. He's not there yet. So uh, <laughs> a little bit of scratch of the beard. All right. So yeah, he's not there. I like him a lot. He was a freaking bulldozer last year like he was legit one of the best run stuffer type uh, the no league. in the league last year and it was second year so you're you're figuring he keeps he continues to improve um if he keeps improving man he's gonna be like a snacks harrison type effectiveness player and i i think like there was already plays last year where he was blowing centers up four yards into the backfield and completely like the like the running back would literally run into his center's ass like you know mark sanchez type stuff like he was a monster last year so he's he's a little bit higher for me um my seven is avery williamson um and i i moved him around a lot because this is about health the uncertainty yeah health that's fair. Um, we both like williamson a lot a lot more than jets fans i think overall like him i can't I understand really, why fans wanted to cut him for whatever know, savings you'd get for seven million dollars when I mean, they already have money but it's like because you heard him coming out of hennessy oh he's not a great coverage guy listen he's a lot better than burgess at coverage he's a lot better than hewitt he's a lot better than cashman you know he's a, he's a <laughs> decent coverage guy and he is a monster in the run game he's really, really cashman good sucked game. it last year man i'm sorry yeah yeah he, he, yeah, he fucking did. blew man yeah yeah, he did. He sucked. And there and he would make like three plays in the preseason. Pick, like, oh my God, look how good he is. It's like, no, nah, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, Williamson's my Williamson's my seven again. How, how fun, sorry, how funny is that oh, that whole stat, like how he never missed a tackle like a senior year of college? Yeah. This dude missed tackles all the time. I showed year. on film and they literally yeah. zero missed tackles. And there's like and four then plays in a row. Missed thing last year. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, how how do you not consider this a missed tackle? Like he literally completely missed a tackle like, there's no ends or uh if ends or buts about it i was like what the hell's going on so um but avery williamson is my seven um who is your six um you just had crowder I, you just said crowder just before want, right i said crowder for eight and i just want to say about fadukasi fadukasi oh who was your seven i'm blanking out fadukasi seven. Um, oh yeah yeah i just want to say like with him he could even be a better run defender as he gets more technique and stuff and man if he ever got to snacks level like man that would be an app that would be such a deal for us to get him as late as we did and him for for him to be that good of a player but just you know for any Jets fans who might not know he's never going to be a good pass rusher it's just not his game and it's not his athletic profile he's a 5-3 guy he's never going to be a good pass rusher but you can count on him to consistently destroy the guy in front of him you know yeah he's a monster I'm I'm he just has a lot of power but he just doesn't have like extreme explosiveness and 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 yeah, and touching so. on Avery Williamson too, um, kind of the same thing. Like I, I was so like, no, not heartbroken because it didn't get traded yet or anything like released, but people are like, Oh, just cut him. I think he offers so much in the run game. Like he is a monster. Like just absolutely destroy. Like, he's, he's 240 pounds and it's, and he so, destroys 300 pound guys. Just destroys yeah. them. And, and there, there's such a contrast in style between him and Mosley. 
which yeah. is which is what what you want because then you can use both of them for their mm-hmm. unique things. Okay, this guy, you send this guy in a blitz, he's gonna fuck shit up, blowing this guy up. <laughs> Moses not other, a good blitzer. That's his biggest weakness. He's not yeah, a good blitzer. Absolutely. So to have two guys who you have them both on the field at pretty much all times, but then they have different things that they're good at, it gives you versatility. Yeah. So people wanting to cut him and people down on Mosley, that sucks so mad. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that without having those two guys all year, the run second defense best is still run as good as they in were. The league. Wow. So like, I think like, so like, this is the thing with Adams. Like Adams offers the most in the run game pass rush. Like the pass rush would be a big thing we lose. But I think that having Mosley and Williamson back is a bigger impact than Jamal Adams as a singular player. So yeah. I think the run yeah, defense, yeah, yeah. even yeah, if yeah, yeah. even if Adams is gone, will be better this year. And that's not even that's not even including Kyle Phillips' development, Terrell Basham, Nathan Shepard, Fadu Kasi. You know, like these guys are, are and then year two in Greg Williams' system too. Yeah, who are developing. I, I hope Greg Williams is signed to a multi-year deal. Like I hope I hope he doesn't burn out here like he does other places because he was good, man. But but, um, but did Greg Williams really burn out in other places? Listen, Greg Williams for for the the coach that he was with most in recent years was Jeff Fisher. Is that more of an indictment of Fisher or, or Greg Williams? Come on. We oh, already, yeah. you know. Can we talk about coaches real quick? This is something I want to mention. Sure. A lot of people are with this, the, the Cam Newton thing. Oh, I don't know how he fits in the Patriots system. They're not going to run the same system. They're not going to do that. I am afraid of them running RPOs and stuff with Cam Newton. Like I'm afraid of what they yeah. with, with, with what uh, I'm blanking out on the offensive coordinator's name is. What, what uh, he, Josh McDaniels. What McDaniels can do and Bill Belichick can do with a guy who can run the ball. Like It is going to be scary if he is healthy. And that's the amazing thing about Belichick. He's been coaching for so long, but he always adapts. He always adapts yeah. to trends. So that's what makes him so good. So like, okay, yeah, they ran this Erhart Perkins system with Brady for 20-something years. Well, you had the same quarterback who had a certain skill set. Now you got a completely different guy with a different skill set. You can rest assured there will be some of those other things in there, yeah, yeah. but it, it's going to be to a large dis, uh, degree different. They're going to destroy people with RPOs. I, I, I just really think so. Um, I, I don't want wish for a player to get injured, but you know, mm-hmm. I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for us if Cam Newton continued getting injured. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on though. Uh, I forget what your point was before. If you were talking about something, I interrupted you like I always do. Um, um but how do we, the Patriots, if, how do we get oh coaches, 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 Greg Williams from my coaches. Yeah. Greg Williams. Yeah. If, if I really, you know, I don't see why this guy shouldn't be a serious contender for a future jet head coach job for the jets. A hundred percent. I players so. really do like Greg Williams and that the, just because yeah. he was involved. Listen, Sean Payton is, is just as guilty in Bounty Gate because he's the head coach. And you're the head coach. You, you have the ability to stop anything. You know, what you say goes. You could literally fire somebody, Yeah, you know, on your coaching staff. Sean Payton is revered around the league now. Yeah, he had the, you know, the black stain and stuff. But he's so popular now. You know, he's got his own Twitter account. And people are retweeting him and stuff. Why is Greg Williams this, like, outcast? Yeah. Because of, of Bounty Gate. A, over a decade ago Let, let's say which i don't want to happen because it means an unsuccessful year for the jets and donald most likely but gase is fired i would be 100 percent fine with with greg williams being promoted yes, yes. and then bringing in you know firing logins and bringing in a you know todd munkin or um what's uh, the guy's name from iowa state i don't think he's got hired as a coach yet but i know he was a, a hot commodity a couple of years ago i forget um, his name but yeah i know but, you're talking like about. i was really high on todd munkin like bringing him let him run your offense and let Greg Williams run your defense like, i'm fine with that but again obviously i'm hoping for gase to work out which i don't think it's 
that's a that's a large discussion. We we could have a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, not I'm not overly optimistic, but I'm not as down as most Jets fans are. A lot of the gay stuff comes from the behind the scenes locker room type shit that he that he struggles with. So, um, yeah. who is your number six? Six, Brian Poole. Wow, I love the kid, man. And the more I watched him, I was like, man, this kid is really good. I remember texting you and Scotty one day, and I was like, man, how the hell did we get this guy for five million? Yeah, like um, I do not see why another team didn't even give him like a one-year deal worth like eight or nine or something. That's why like I that. thought he was going to get around ten. I really did. So when they signed him, I was shocked. Like him and Jenkins, I, I was shocked at their contracts. Like um, he really, he really did. I'm not saying over his entire career. I didn't like him I, when I watched his Atlanta film. I was not high on him. Super consistent in Atlanta. He's like a player. Like him and Marcus May are two players that you know I really. Once they got on the Jets, they changed my perspective a lot on them. I did not like Mark, Marcus May coming out of Florida. Same thing with Brian Poole coming from Atlanta. I thought he was a dumb player who made too many mental mistakes. But I didn't see that last year. And I just saw a player who did everything well. You know, you ask him to man up a, a shifty slot receiver in the slot, and he's staying in his hip pocket the whole way through. You ask him to blitz, he'll get a freaking sack, and he's going to freaking bury the quarterback. If there man. was – the thing I remember, because we, we've been talking for years, um, I remember talking about Marcus May, and you didn't feel like he could be a deep safety. And I was – I remember trying to convince you that I thought he could be a deep guy. That's what yeah, I remember, I, that you didn't like him out of Florida. Maybe – may, maybe – well, I mean, obviously I've learned more since then, but maybe it was a fact of me just not having a lot of film. I Listen, there was like three games draft breakdown, non – Broadcast angle, for broadcast angle. How are you going to evaluate a safety broadcast angle? But no I just, to. I didn't see, I didn't see a very smart safety on tape in those three games or whatever it is that I watched. I didn't see a great tackling safety. I mean, I remember that Zay Jones juked the shit out of him <laughs> in, in one of those games. Zay like, Jones. I wasn't impressed with him at all, and I, I mean, I just didn't have. I, I'm not. I got to be honest. I'm not a guy who watches college football every Saturday. I don't. So I don't really start watching college football until it's draft time. So with the limited amount I had, I didn't see much that impressed me. But mm-hmm. from year one with the Jets, I, I, I was, you know, presently uh, – no, what's the word I'm looking for? Pleasantly? I was pleasantly, pleasantly yeah, impressed. I was, present, I was presently impressed. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is going to shock – I think this is going to be the biggest shock of the whole show. And I, I think this is a guy – who completely slipped your mind. You did not think about it, but I think this is going to be a guy who's going to be a near pro baller this year who you don't even have on your list. My number six is Braden Mann, is my number six overall player. Um, so I think in terms of his like how good he is at his position, I think he's going to be a top 10 punter, maybe top five punter year one. We talked about it. Kicking okay. a ball is kicking a ball, you know? And if anything, the stuff that happened in college where it was, oh, out kicking your coverage, guys in the NFL, you're not going to be able to out kick them as easily, you know? So I think he's a really effective punter. And I think he's going to be a near pro bowler in year one. And I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be, you know, top five punter consistently for, for years to come because he was that good in college. And like I said, kicking a ball is kicking a ball. He's my number six overall player and a guy who you – outrageously disrespected and even put on your list, which is, which is embarrassing, Kyle. Sure. That, that's fair. I won't, I won't clown you for putting a pun in your list. Although I'm sure many of your viewers will. I don't like, care. He's a fuck? really good, he's a good, he's a good punter, man. But yeah, pun, <laughs> punting is underrated. And sometimes I wonder why, why teams are so quick to not want to give a special teams player a bigger contract yet. They'll sign They're They're willing to give some guy who you don't know if he's going to be a good scheme fit transition. Let's make a big impact. Like if, if they didn't have yeah. Vedvik last year, did they win the bills game? Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That piece of shit. Yeah. So, and by the way, and, and who then is the Jets kicker right now? 
Uh, Brett, Brett Manor, Brett Brett Meyer, or whatever the hell his name is from the Cowboys, who 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 shanked like thirty percent of his kicks I don't last know. year. Ficken's not very good either. No, no, no. Yeah, so I I don't know, man. Um, but I will say, like, just thinking about punting for a moment, like, what's the difference between all right, getting a touchback sucks, but if you get a guy who can pin you in the five, think about think about how many safeties there have been in mm-hmm. Jets games, both us getting them and us on the receiving end of them. Mm-hmm. And those safeties don't happen unless you're, you're pinned up yep. and, you know, in your own end zone. So if you can get a punter who can consistently put people in that position. That and it shuts down like a half of your playbook, you know. Being oh, yeah. You could, you're no longer running long developing stuff down. And you're not running play action. You've really. you got to get the could, ball out quick. But that's ballsy. Yeah, you could. It, it, it's ballsy. And, mm-hmm. man, remember when freaking Victor Cruz went 99 yards on us in 2011? Yep. Oh, I remember. Freaking I do Antonio remember. Antonio Cromartie. Talking shit. Well, that dude way, can't tackle. He can't tackle. By the way, Cromartie recently has been – he's not a favorable ex-Jet now. He talks a lot of shit on Twitter um, about the Jets. The Jets, Jets gave him two contracts, playing. and they traded for him when yeah. he was a total outcast in San Diego. And after he left the Jets and went to the Colts, he was a total shell of him for himself. Yeah, and he quit. He completely quit against Sean Green on that on that play where he just completely bitched out um, yeah. on that playoff game. But whatever, he's he's not liked by Jets fans right now. But yeah, number six is Braden Mann for me. Um, okay, okay, that's cool. Getting into the top five. If you – let's say you had to redo your list. Where is Mann falling? If you had to consider I, how good he's going to be. Top I ten. I guess I automatically just – I don't know. I put him in the list, though. That's for sure. I don't guess. disrespect my man. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Uh, top five. Go ahead. Five. Steve McClendon. All right. Dude, he's just good, man. He's just still good. And he he gets pressure on the quarterback in the pass game. Fadukasi doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And he's, yo, in the run game, man, they just, he doesn't get beat. You just don't beat him in the run game, man. I think this is my number split one doubles. hit. He'll split doubles. I mean, just the dude is immovable. Yeah, I, th- this is one of my biggest hits in terms of him coming to Jets and me being like, I think he is a really, really good, and people like didn't even think twice about him. He's been an elite guy in the run game for years, and he's disrespected. He's just not – he's not a guy who's going to get sacks and all those things and, and stuff the stat sheet, but he is so freaking good, man. He's just – everything about him. He's a really, really legit player, and probably in my – and since I've been watching the Jets, probably the number one best guy in the locker room I've ever seen. Um, in my opinion, is, is McClendon, which makes a big impact. You could argue best guy in the locker room over recent years and best guy in the field. If you take up the totality of what he's done every year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sad that, you know, like he hasn't gotten paid more money throughout his career because he certainly deserves it. And it's like teams keep yeah. banking on the fact that he's going to have a drop off. It's but he hasn't better, man. He hasn't <laughs> yet though. Yeah. yeah. So my number five um, is Fadukasi. Um, who you had a couple of spots lower. Yeah, um, seven, seven. Yeah, seven. So I had him at five for all the reasons we said. He's, he's a monster and especially um, anticipating progression from him, getting you know uh, farther into his NFL career. I think he's, he's going to be an elite run stuffer um, th- this year. So uh, who is your number four? We already spoke on Fado Costi. You don't have to hit on a lot more. Avery Williamson, man. I really do like Avery Williamson's game. Yeah, we're big Avery Williamson stands here for sure. Yep, so. and we already spoke about what he brings to the team. And, yeah, just uh, not only is he a, a good blitzer, and we hope to see more of that that this year, but just the way he takes on fullbacks in the run game or pulling guards. Ultra aggressive. He he only tore his ACL, right? Like, that's something that you can come back from nowadays, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. ACL surgeries versus, like, 
Terrell Davis never came back from his ACL surgery, but you're talking about it's like 20 years ago. The the how those surgeries have progressed over you know like a couple decades. Ever since AP, it, it really became like just another injury. Not, yeah, not you'd just certainly injury, you'd, cer- you know I mean. you'd certainly rather someone have um, like an ACL rather than like a Achilles an tear. A, yeah, or Liz um, Frank. Liz Frank. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, um, or even like a, I guess even more than a torn ankle too. Torn you know? ankle, yeah, that's 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 rough, man. Um, anything tears, like I rather, and we, me, and Marcus talk about this. I rather have a broken bone than a tear. Tears are they don't heal, like they just don't. Yeah. Um, so, okay, who is your number four? Uh, Avery Williamson. Oh, you, yeah. See, like I said, two hours. I warned you. Um, my number four is McClendon. You know, um, for the same reasons you said, I had him one one, uh, one spot higher. He's elite. He just is. Um, we're a big again. You know, Avery Williamson, McClendon. That's probably the guys were the highest on more than you know versus anybody else um, in Jets Twitter. I, I would and, say. And it's just interesting if they had bigger contracts, people would be higher on them. It's so it's interesting how sometimes people just attribute like whatever their value dollar is to how good a player is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, top three. We're going to have the same three guys, but in which order? Um, I think we'll have the same exact order, I think. I'm guessing. I think uh, so as well. I, why don't you go first since I've been going first for the past. Okay, my three is Le'Veon Bill. Okay. Um, so it's not the same order as you. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you were like, oh. <laughs> so, uh, and this is such a hard one to do because I think if – he had a better offensive line last year. He might've been too, but it, it's kind of hard to not let that creep into your mind a little bit. But I said it from the jump when he was signed, I liked the signing and some people don't, okay, you're wasting money on a running back. But I thought for, for Donald and his young point of his career, having a guy like him, he can hand the ball off. So it was really important. But for a guy who is so as patient as he is, playing on a bad offensive line is really not conducive to be him being effective, which is, which is true for most running backs, but especially for Bell, a guy who is really especially. Patient especially especially that it needs to be emphasized so much because he is one of the if not the most patient running back i've ever seen and for him to to have to wait for that hole to open up for the jets listen if a hole opens for the jets you're already lucky you got to hit that shit real quick like you got to be a one cut type runner to be on the jets like chris ivory that's why he was effective when the jets didn't have you know um those good offensive lines you know or even blau powell who is a one cut type guy but um bell he struggled because of the offensive line a lot of people oh he's not what he was i think that if the jets which it will improve i think he could still play like he was with with pittsburgh maybe a step down maybe not elite but still top five range in the nfl i think he's that good yeah and can i just want to like maybe like explain that a little bit more to maybe someone who might not quite understand why it's such a big difference just think about it like this okay so obviously momentum matters a lot in football just watch how Le'Veon Bell ran at the beginning of last year and in Pittsburgh there are times when literally he's got both of his feet not moving forward like literally they'll be like parallel not moving forward while he's assessing where the hole is going to be you have no momentum there all right even if he's a strong dude he's 220 something pounds strong dude but you have no momentum there you're not falling forward if you have guys in the backfield and you have your feet like that, and you're not moving forward, you're obviously not going to get a lot of yards rather than if you just barrel through. Now, in Pittsburgh, eventually holes did open up. So even though he didn't have momentum, once the hole did open up, shoot through it. Mm -hmm. But last year, nothing's opening up. You have no momentum. Now you're not even getting back to the line of scrimmage. Sometimes you're, you're falling for negative yards, or you're barely getting back to the line of scrimmage. So 
with his style, it, it, it mattered so much more. And one thing that I said last time we were on the show with you is eventually he just kind of realized, yeah, this is never changing. This line is not getting better. They suck. They're not going to get better all year until we get some new guys. And he just changed his running mm -hmm. style. And he was a little bit more effective late in the year. And eventually he just started hitting whatever hole wasn't there, but at least he was, he wasn't getting as much negative yards or he was at least getting some positive. Yeah. Yards. A lot of those plays were like negative one yard losses. He was turning into a one yard game because he was just putting his head down. And when he gets his legs turned and he's a, he's a power, he, he's an all around guy. He's just not a guy who could break the top off the defense, but he is so well-rounded. Yeah. But just look at his game. I mean, like it's hard to look at his game last year and really knock him. Okay. Where did he mess up here? Yeah. And I barely saw that. Like he had one big drop. I, I think it might've been in the Bengals game. Maybe, mm, uh, maybe it wasn't in the Bengals. At I that point, Kyle, we were talking about me drinking. At that point in the season, I was drinking a lot. I don't remember a lot. Of, like I remember the games. I wasn't that drunk, but I don't at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there was one where he was running like a, I think it was a slant and it just, it would have been a first down and it hit him right in both of his hands. He should have caught it. He's a good receipt, great receiving yeah. back. But other than that, I can't think of man, like, oh man, Le'Veon hit the wrong hole here or, I mean, like he, he still, he was hurtling people. He was catching balls. Well, he was breaking tackles. I mean, think about the bills game fourth down. He's dragging people. He caught that, oh my that, God, that two point conversion, that up, caught the two point conversion in the end zone right over the person. Um, I mean, he's laying dudes out in pass protection, not complaining all year. The dude's a really good player. Still. I have him at uh, two. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately, I think I, I literally took everything off my computer and deleted it from 2018 <laughs> because I just didn't want to see it. Um, okay. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, and I, I think that he could move up to, to number two for me. Um, and maybe he should have been number two because the guy who's at number two for me, who was probably number three for you, had an injury, uh, had a tear. That's concerning to me because I have torn my groin. He tore his groin. Um, so your number three was Mosley. Um, my number two is Mosley. I think that Mosley went healthy, literally just the Bills game you see his impact. And, and this is why, and we spoke about it a lot, I, I think that middle linebacker position is underrated um, by fans. The, the, the brain of that defense is a lot more important. Getting guys lined up in position is a lot of the game. So a lot of people always on a corner. I, I think it's a premier position. Um, and you saw the Jets shut out the Bills and let up, what, 19 points in a quarter or whatever because he was out of the game. Yeah, the Josh and Allen, man. And there was guys who were literally coming out and saying that they struggled when he was out and they and they couldn't adjust because he, he was out. So um, I think when he's healthy, I, I think you can argue for him. You know, I don't think he's as good as Bobby Wagner. I think Wagner is number one easily. Um, but now that Keekly's gone, you know, I think he's number two. Um, you could argue two, three, four. You know, I don't know exactly who you'd have up there, but I think you can make an argument for him being the second best inside linebacker in the NFL. Sure. Um, and at this point, I think just having him, let's say, at two or three, I think Bell is more of like that four to five range right now. If, if, if you know, obviously, if, if things break well. Um, because he's getting a little bit older. He does have a lot of, you know, not a lot of tread on the tires left because of how many carries he had. So I'm just projecting for the future. I think Mosley would be better than Bell this year, even though at Bell's peak, he's a better player than, than Mosley. But I think Mosley, if healthy, has a lot like more to offer. Um, because the problem with the running back position, why it's devalued is it, it really largely does depend on your offensive line. And you saw that with Bell. Bell is an elite running back. Bad offensive line, which like you said is really important, especially for him. Um, you have a bad offensive line. You're not going anywhere. doesn't matter if you're Barkley. doesn't matter if you're Zeke. doesn't matter if you're Curtis Martin. There's not a lot you could do, you know? So 
it's it's a largely dependent position um and yeah. i think the jets offensive line will be below average to average this year so i think you'll see a lot better of a bell but i think it's not gonna be as much of an impact as a healthy mosley if that makes sense so that's why yeah, Mosley was and, for me and even if you see Le'Veon bell put up the production like we've seen previously in his career where he gets 500 plus receiving yards maybe somewhere like 600 700 and he has like 1100 1200 yards rushing and you know 10 plus touchdowns in total even if he puts up that type of production i wouldn't be shocked to see him not back in the jets uniform the following year just for the simple fact that if they keep Gase, Gase likes running back by committee, doesn't want that much um, money invested in one dude with the running back position, which, let's be honest, is probably one of the least valuable positions on the entire field. So, I think if you had to have one, um, I think it's probably the, the least valuable position in the NFL, um, running back. Yeah, if you take out special teams. Yeah, because I, I, you know, just considering like guards are really important. We see how much of an impact Quentin Nelson makes. Center we talked about, tackle, corner, safety is super important. Yeah, Receiver, I agree. Like, I would say it's most, you, yeah. And just think about how many late round guys can come in and have an immediate impact from the rookie year. Well, we saw guys like, you know, De- DeMarco Murray behind, you know, uh, who is not a great player. Or uh, who was the guy? Was it McFadden uh, who was there? Uh, it was even really effective in the Cowboys after the, the Raiders. He's not a great player. Uh, so you put a you put he a didn't decent, do that good with the Cowboys, even though they had a, a good line. But you put a decent running back. Like let's say, okay, a guy who's even below, you know, who, who's an average backup or a good backup type player. Like, imagine Blau Powell behind that Cowboys line. Oh yeah, run, you know, like line makes much so much more of a difference in the running game than a, than a running back does. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it is so. the least valuable traditional or mainstream position in the so saying, I, I think that Mosley will make a bigger impact than Bell and that's why he was above him okay um, that, that I have number no one Sam there. Ficken uh <laughs> so yeah one is Adams he's he's the best safety in the NFL he is probably a top five defensive player in the league I think you can argue we'd have to really go through a list but Aaron Donald's I, definitely better I Khalil think Mack. Khalil Mack. Yeah, I would. I would take Gilmore over over Adams. Um, I maybe wouldn't. even not maybe at this point. Ju- I'm talking like for a year. I'm talking like right now. I, I for future. Yeah, Gilmore's older. Probably Ramsey over him. I know. Um, I don't. No. 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 Ram. Why? What is the obsession with Ramsey? Like, I get it. He's got some really good natural skills and stuff, but he's not. I mean, like DeAndre Hopkins made him look really bad many of the times they went up against one another and yeah. he even ramsey was getting beat even too when he went to the rams so who else you think i think you can argue he's a good way. player he's one of the best corners uh, in the league but um, i just i don't see him as being that elite i would as, say I, I would say wagner like i'm not talking about long term i'm talking like now like these are all guys who are like the top top positions um i think maybe, maybe jones. chris jones maybe chris jones too from the chiefs I think Chris Jones is good pass rusher. I've seen him get tossed around a lot in the run game. Really? <clears throat> I'm not as high on Chris Jones. He, he gets tossed around a lot in the run game a lot more than people think he does. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't put him above him. Wagner is, you can argue, other safeties. I don't think there's a safety who's better than him. Maybe Derwin James if he's healthy, but that's about it. Corner we talked about. So, like, yeah, he's top five, you know. So I, I think a top five defense player in the league is definitely the best player in the Jets right now. But I think Mosley is one of the top – five maybe three inside linebackers we're talking about in general top five right now and I think Adams is right up there I think that the guys are you you seem to only be definitely higher on 
right now is is what you said you said Donald and Mac. Other than yeah, that, I might want to say I might want to say Chandler Jones too. He's a, it's a more valuable position. The Chandler Jones on, is a monster. He's man. been on a tear. He's so good, man. And he's so underrated. I don't get it. People don't talk about him as a top. He's a, he, he's on a bad team. That's fine. Uh, he's on yeah, a bad team. But you know him in and a, Mac in a, right in a now small are, market. Yeah, I, I so I think the guys who are definitely taking over him would be would be Jones, Mac, Donald, and then you could probably argue for like this year maybe Wagner. You know, um, so he's top five, you know, at, at the lowest. But you can argue him over Wagner at this point, too. So, um, yeah, he's elite, man. It is what it is. He, I, I want him to be a Jet because he is elite. And I feel that the, he's a generational type Hall of Fame type player. And I don't know if you agree with me, but I've said it in the past. I think that the Jets have, since I've been watching football, have only had three of those players. One of them being Curtis Martin. One of those being Darrell Revis, and now the third being Adams. Other than that, I don't think there's a player up to that up to that tier with him um, since I've been a Jets fan. And you know, the sad people, thing is, is that both those guys played on the Patriots too. Yeah, yeah, arch nemesis. So yeah. like, and one of them brought a Super Bowl to the other team, and the other started and, and arguably had some of his more most productive years. Yeah, and people argue for Mangold. Team. Mangold was really good, but I don't think Mangold was ever the best center in the league. Like I thought he was super consistent. I think I think Mangold was awesome. But like him and Brick, I thought were they were solid. But I think that's you know Jets fans bias a little bit. But you you or I both didn't watch film as closely back in those days. But I have to be honest. From what I remember, it was pretty it was pretty consensus from a lot of people that you know in Mangold's like more of Mangold third, than Brick. third fourth fifth years. Many people said he was the best center in the league. Yeah. He was drafted in 2006. You're talking about the years the Jets went to the AFC title games, 2009, 2010, right at the peak of his career. That would be interesting. I think Most people would back. say like he was the best center. Who would be better? Who do you consider better during oh, those dude. days? Centers from 2010. That's what we're talking I'm saying, about. You don't right know, now. but I'm just saying yeah, like, the yeah. consensus around the league is a lot of people would say he was number one. Yeah, I would honestly. I would like to find film on on Mangold of like two games and watch how good he really was. But that, that's the biggest argument I get was Mangold. But just for me personally, that's the three guys who stick out the most. And Mangold was, you know, like you said, we weren't watching film as closely. We were much more of, of hot take fans at those points. So it was just they didn't stick out as much as it would now to me if I watched Mangold play in his prime, you know. So even if you want to argue Mangold and say it's four, you don't want to lose this player. You, you really don't. Like it's, a, it's a huge hole to the defense. And listen, I think if you keep this defense together – you and then let's say next year, you know, let's say who, whoever they bring in, um, they bring in an, even just two decent corners, like a draft pick in the second or third round, and a and a number one guy in free agency. This can be an elite defense. Like they have the 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 structure of an elite defense. They have an elite defensive line in terms of well, you you still need the outside linebacker, but you have an elite run stuffing defensive line. You have two really good linebackers. I don't know what inside linebacker duo is better than what the Jets have right now. Um, if they're both healthy, considering health. Their safety duo, if they stay together, is top five-ish at least just because of Adams and May, who we said is solid. I think corner needs work and outside linebacker needs work, but you can do that in an offseason. So um, I think would they you, have the potential to be a top five defense. Would you trade anything for Ngakwe? And if you would, I mean, considering you'd have to pay him to a big contract obviously yeah. he wants big money it's so hard. would you trade for him obviously i'm not saying trade adams i'm not saying would i would i it all depends on the and you might have to pay him 20 mil it see i don't think he's a 20 million dollar a year player i, I yeah, don't think see, he's up to that and i think that's part of the reason why he hasn't been traded maybe exactly because... he's not mac he's not chandler jones he's not von miller he's really solid but he's not he's not even cameron jordan like cameron jordan i'm thinking jordan's you know, good man he's a savage so like he's there's really guys good. who are better so i think he's a solid player but a guy you're gonna trade draft capital and then have to pay 
And then you're looking on your team and you're having two guys, you know, and, and let's say Adams is signed him and Adams right away. Now you're taking up like 17 and $20 million each. Like I don't, I would trade for him maybe a second, third round pick, but that's only if Adams gets shipped off. Like if Adams gets shipped off, let's say for, let's just say it's, it's Gallup in a first. Now you have a little bit of extra room to move around in the draft. Now you want to trade a second for Ngakwe. I would do is, that. Is Gallup that good? I don't. I haven't really from, watched from, much of from, him. Uh, I watched a little bit of him during the Cowboys game last year. I was impressed, but I wasn't like people think he's a legit yeah, number one. I, I think he's like a solid number two. I didn't think he which was, is a, which is a decent amount. Like if you had, but if, at, at this point in the offense, if you had Gallup, Perryman, Mims, Crowder, that's that's a solid oh, yeah. number four. You know, yeah, adding him to this roster would be huge. But I just. I don't understand why some people are acting like that would be a huge. Well, he's still young too, so he could develop. trading I think this chip. Is, like this is only his third year too. So okay. So um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with Adams. But like you said, we both have number one. You know, I think that we're both annoyed by him. And I, think I had him at two last year. You had him at one. I yeah. I think he's a little bit of a child. Um, and he needs to stop liking tweets and deleting things. And like I, there was there was tweets he liked. It, it kind of um, kind of like. Not uh, insinuating, I think it's the proper word. Um, that Jets fans are racist. Like there was a tweet that he that he said that some of Jets fans being racist. Then he likes me the other day about, oh well, Jets fans. You know, uh, what was maybe, the tweet? I'll find. I can find it 100. Okay, send it well, to you after well, the show. okay. Well, and then what was the other one? And then there was another one the other day that was like, oh well, maybe Jamal Adams would be willing to stick to the uh, for the Jets for a year if they weren't so bad and so far away from uh, competing or whatever. And he liked it. Like yeah, I saw that like, one. Like, so he needs to – he knows people are watching that. He knows people are watching his every word. And listen, even if you don't like the Jets, be, just have a little bit more respect for the fans, you know, who supported you. That, that's, that's my problem is how you're treating the fans right now. Like, seeing, seeing a player that fans love because, you know, regardless of what you yeah, think about his attitude, I mean, he's the best friend on the team. And to see him in Dallas, which might have been staged, oh, Jamal Adams, you trying to come to the Cowboys? Yeah, bro, I'm trying. Like, that, that, that's not – cool to see you as a fan you know tell the jets behind the scenes you want to get traded and you're never going to sign a contract with them you know yeah i really would like to see that one tweet and kind of like share any thoughts on it now i i, I was totally unaware of that the, but the, the, the if one? if that happened to be true i mean just imagine like trying to cast a wide net and make that big of a generality to say a whole fan base or even of course there are racists everywhere in every fan base yeah, I'm going to have would, to and, find it. I would think, and I would even think, just based on demographics and stuff, that Jets fans would probably be less racist overall than some other fan bases. Yeah, right? Like, we're just in the melting your, pot just of the use, world. Just use your brain there. And the thing about the Cowboys, too, that I see is they've won two playoff games th- this this century. You know, Jets fan, Jets have won four. Like, why the Cowboys? If anything, the Cowboys, since we've been watching football, like, the last like, however many years, they've been super underachieving team for the talent they've had. They've always had a lot of talent. They've always been, like, eight and eight first-round knocks out of the playoffs. Yeah, well, bad coaching and um, control freak of an owner who also is also a GM. And there is no other o- owner who's also a GM. And I'm sorry – Jerry Jones might have a lot of smart people around him who he pays a lot of money to, but he calls the final shots at the end of the day. And I'm sorry, Jerry Jones doesn't know as much about football as Joe Douglas, not even close. No way. Not even close. And you best believe that, you know, when it comes to trading a first round draft pick for Amari Cooper, who I love, but to trade a first round pick for a guy and then have to pay him 20 something million dollars the next year. I don't know if that's the smartest move to do for a wide receiver. He also made a trade for Roy Williams 
traded like two first round picks for I mean like at the end of the day even though some people in the Cowboys organization might like this player Jerry Jones is the one who's signing off on a huge drastic move like that you have to wonder with Jamal Adams like why you want to go to the Cowboys versus the Jets okay so I think this is sorry I think this is the screen I found it I why was did, trying I was okay, trying to I was find so it you could share it on the screen no it's on my phone um okay. So it says it says it's from Jeff Smith Jets Jeff Smith Bills give him credit whatever it says uh, witnessing all the vitriol the Jets fan base has thrown at Jamal Adams when he's been nothing but wronged by the franchise it's disgusting he's your best player of the millennium and that's how they treat him they didn't deserve him anyways such a vile such a vile racism from the Jets fan base I think that was it which actually doesn't really say they were racist kind of just racism towards him which is not the proper use of their words. And how, how is it racist to not give in to a player's contract demands when he by far and large wants to be the highest paid my, safety? My every every is, fan base goes back and forth. Maybe they, maybe they made a promise to him or someone in the organization made some promise to him and they didn't keep that. But that doesn't mean that it's racist. My thing is like – and if they, could, if they could basically sign him right now and erase all the other players' minds – I'll be fine with it. My problem is with, with the whole thing is the president it sets about him being a squeaky wheel and getting what he wants. That's the biggest problem with this whole thing is that you don't want players to start, okay, well, what about me after year three, you know? Um, and the jets have consistently been looked at as that, as that negotiating tactic. Okay. I'm, I'm going to talk to the jets, you know, Anthony Barr, et cetera. Type, yeah. Type Mike, Mike, so, Mike McCagnan was burned so many times for that and consistently overpaid for guys. Listen, I mean, there's kind of a reason why, you know, CJ Mosley would have chose the Ravens over us if we were even in the same ballpark as them, but we weren't in the same ballpark as them. We were three, like $4 million three, yeah. annually higher than them. And obviously, so, I mean, obviously signing Mosley, he's a good player. There's no doubt about that. Is the contract worth it? Yeah, that's definitely debatable. That's definitely debatable. But that's, yeah. that's Mike McCagnin in a nutshell there is consistently overpaying for everybody and then also getting burned by other guys too. So yeah, yeah, it does, it does set a bad precedent when you want to negotiate with your in-house guys, no doubt. I have no doubt about it that McGovern Jenkins pool would have been signed to bigger contracts if under McCagnon. <laughs> like I just don't think he had the, he had the nuts I, that Joe Douglas I, does. I, I agree. Yeah. Joe Douglas. And even with Robbie, like the jets wanted to resign him the whole time, but l- look how long he let him dangle out there for. Well, that's the thing about Robbie too. It was, Oh, well, why didn't they resign him? And I always bring, I bring up this point multiple times. So I'm not really need to tell you, but what if they offered him two years, $22 million and he didn't take it because he wanted to play with Matt rule. He didn't like Adam Gase. Like we don't know that stuff behind the scenes. So it bothers me. People talking absolutes. Like they know what happened behind the scenes. So you don't know, you know? So, um, yeah. And just because one it. beat reporter who gets burned consistently, you know, might have said that uh, that's true. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is either. Yeah. So, all right. Um, good. You know, two hour. No, three. We're about to be on three hours. Um, yeah. If you consider, we spoke for about a half hour beforehand about. Did we? Other stuff. Okay. So two and a half yeah. hour show. So, um, anything else you want to you want to wrap up with? No. Um. Just uh, thank you for the work that you do and stuff. And um, curious if uh, you know. I, I kind of, I don't know if I should say this, but whatever, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I don't care. It's my show. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah. You're like that. And I'm like that as well. Uh, I was really happy that um, my buddy, Travis Wingfield got a job from Miami dolphins. You know, I mean, yeah. listen, his first ever podcast appearance was on my show back in 20, was it 2015? Or, it was 20, it was 2015 or 16. I think it was 2015. And, you know, obviously he did great work 
um, throughout the years and worked his butt off and stuff. But now he works and he's getting paid and he's doing this full time now. And it was just a hobby and stuff before. And I just think that sometimes the Jets organization needs to move with the times too. And it just got me thinking like, I don't even know if you want to do the type of work that he's doing with the Dolphins for the Jets. Yeah, because yeah. in some way, and let me just be honest too, and I love Travis, and he's going to have to have a, a slightly different tone than he would if he wasn't working for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to be a little bit more optimistic on the players. And I sure. think he even, you know, if you really pressed him on this, he'd say this too. This is no disrespect to him. It's just the nature of the job, all right? But if you would want to do that type of work for the Jets, the Jets should hire you because I'm, I'm serious. Person who's doing work in the media and actually doing like film work related stuff, there's no one out there who's doing it better than you. I'm just being honest. Yeah. I, and I, I feel like the Jets organization would be smart to hire a young person who actually knows something about football. No, just, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful to Eric Allen, but he just, the amount of stuff that you know about players and stuff versus Eric Allen is night and day. And even let's say you were to sit down with Adam Gase and do a film session like Eric Allen does. How much better questions are you going to ask than Eric Allen is going to ask? Yeah, for sure. Why? I mean, like you could still keep Eric Allen on the payroll and also have another guy who's going to sit down with the coaches and ask him some questions and stuff. The little stuff like, uh, listen, and I I know Brian Baldinger knows a lot about football, but his film reviews, all of them, and and they get retweeted like none other. And be like, Oh, really hard hit here by Adams. It's like, that, yeah. that, that's what you want to know about a play like a oh, hard hit like really not really anything that's involved i, I don't know it's and not it's not super detailed yeah it's, i'll it's, tell you it's off to the be air. mass consumed yeah i'll okay. tell you off the air um but i did message somebody in the dress organization and basically kind of like sent a bunch of my film work and you know uh, basically I, I i said it as, as shooting my shot and that person basically just said oh yeah you know I, you know enjoy yourself you know whatever um, but I think you'd be better suited to dumb it down a little bit. And I was like, nah, not a, not a chance. And I'll give him credit. I messaged Jonah, Jonah Swart, uh, Schwartz, whatever, SNY, and I sent him my stuff. And he's like, I actually love your stuff. And I actually watch your stuff. I was like, what, first, you know, that's awesome. He he's followed like, me. And I, I, he followed me. And I don't even, I don't even tweet. And he followed Jonah me. Jonah Schwartz. And I guess he followed me because I was on a show with you. That's the only thing Maybe. I could think he, of. Maybe he told me. He's like, oh, yeah, big fan. I, I watch all your stuff. I was like, that's awesome. He's like, don't dumb it down. He's like, I don't know who said that, but don't. But, uh, yeah, that, we'll see. You know, if, if they were to offer something like, hey, do, you know, a couple film breakdowns. Like, not maybe full time, but like kind of what Baldy does, you know, but be a little bit more in depth because he – he does a one-minute video. Yeah, Jamal Adams. He's a, like you could you could talk about it in his voice. Oh, Jamal Adams. He's a real he's a real dog in the run game. Look at him sticking his nose here to the center. And then it's like listen, Bobby's good for t- he's good for he's good for mass TV. People like that type of stuff. But I'm t- but, yeah. but but there is a big craving I think for people who want really detailed stuff. And some teams are ahead of the curve in that regard. And these teams they, they have so much money and stuff it really would behoove them to hire more in the Eagles. Let's take the Eagles. For example, they have a film guy who is a a media guy, Fran Duffy. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 He does good work. He works Mm -hmm. for the Eagles and they like other teams are doing this, but it just seems like to me, the jets are a little bit behind the times. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And we'll discuss a little bit off air, but, uh, so, 
the show's coming up. Like I said, uh, fan, uh, yeah, Fantasier, Van Roten, Peanut, whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens. But those guys, at least I'm getting out because I've already done their film reviews. I uh, don't want to waste film. Other than that, I think Kyle will get Kyle back on if he, if he would do so. I'm sure he would. Uh, probably going to do a 50. I don't know if the rosters are 53 or 55 this year, but whatever it is, we're going to do that. Maybe a roster prediction show. Uh, show. And then I might, I know I'm going to be doing a wrap-up show where it's going to be me, uh, Michael Nania, and Robbie Sabo doing like an off-season wrap-up show. And I think, Kyle, this would be a good one for me and you too. I'm going to try to do, I don't know if it's through Zoom or maybe like YouTube Live or go live on YouTube where like people can call in or they could like, I know on YouTube, they can message on the bottom of the screen. So like people could be watching it while messaging. That's, so yeah, that's the true. Chat. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to do, I'm going to try to do one of those. So maybe we'll have you back on for a 55 man roster prediction and the call in show. Um, but other than that, any other words before I uh, stop the recording? No, other than Joe did not tell me to say what I just said. And you can tell that he didn't tell me that by him being shocked that I brought that up. So I just wanted to put that yeah, out don't there. Yeah. I'll pay Kyle Smith to do that. He's not, I'm not his PR guy. I just, I'm just being real. Yeah. All right. Appreciate Kyle. Um, I'll talk to everybody soon. Like I said, this year, I'll, my work schedule, like I said, Kyle has been bonkers recently. I'll get it out within at least part one, probably to be like 30, 40 plays. And then part two will be with Marcus Coleman. So I get you guys back for two shows. Cause I know you want to come back to see Marcus Coleman. Um, that'll be soon. And then we'll, we'll keep carrying on with the film, but I, I appreciate everybody listening. And like I said, leave those reviews. Uh, you leave a review on the podcast app. Even if you watch on YouTube, you might get a free shirt. Uh, there's a website for the shirts. There's a couple of them and a free year subscription. So there's like a $70, $80 value for you guys going on the podcast app, hitting five stars saying, I like this show. <laughs> and then that's it. That's like, that's all I need. Um, it takes a lot of time uh, as you guys know. So I'd, I'd appreciate the reviews. It helps me out get out to more people, et cetera. So thank you everybody for listening and I will see you soon.